You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one third of your host. I go by Jeremy. That's all you need to know. And I'm joined by my friends, pieces of shit, and lovely co-hosts. Whoa, 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 whoa. Reintroduce me, nigga. I'm gonna uh, say that's a lot of projection. Projection when we just came from the pregame being pieces of shit, but okay, friends. Uh, right. Hey, everybody. It's me. It's Candace. You know, you can find me on all social media at Not So Newlywed PC. Um, and I don't have any AKAs. We're going to get right to the bullshit after we bring Beyonce into the fold and get going. What up? Is Vaponce? You know what? And I'm- <laughs> <laughs> I hate this motherfucker, man. Oh, God man. We damn. Wow. Into the show and this nigga here, man. Wow. <laughs> but you know what? That shit it's, fire. It's on fire. It's on my Because Curtis, when he at his best, he on the vape and just hit us in the group chat with some trash. So it fits. It's on brand. I stand. I mean, I'm going to give myself my roses because half the time I don't be on the vape. <laughs> mm. Like, listen, say. the vape don't have that much power. No, me. Give me my motherfucking roses, all right? <laughs> <laughs> And make sure they're fresh. <laughs> this motherfucker, men is sober. <laughs> Why he just just breathing? Back. Listen, but we stand. We here. Yes. yes we so do. let's get some announcements out the way real quick before we start. Um, we got a new five star review on December 9th. I don't think we read this on the air, but if you're familiar with Apple Podcasts, you know that. They the ghetto. What the fuck they want to do with the reviews. Like you can leave a review in September and it might not show up until December. It's just trash. But this one is from Unique 107. And they say, while I don't watch the reality shows, this triple threat of talent review. Come on, triple threat of talent. You know I love I like that. I like alliteration. <laughs> I like okay, right. we stand. You know, we stand alliteration on this piece of shit show. Yes. yes. The triple threat of talent. I wholeheartedly enjoy their readings. They spare no feelings and tell it like it is. I enjoy your commentary to the wonderful world of Ratchet TV. It's crazy how no one else even decided to do this. This is genius. Wish you all much continued success and keep the episodes coming. Yeah. We appreciate I that. that. I mean, I definitely feel like there's some other Ratchet reality recap shows out there, even if they're part of shows, but But they not us. They're not well, I mean, that's true, but I appreciate you appreciating our unique take on this. Absolutely. Yes. We appreciate that warm the my, support. That warm my piece of shit heart. All right. I love that. Now was it now it's just diarrhea. <laughs> you know what? Fuck y'all. <laughs> was it the moonshine or was it the review? Tell the truth. Listen. Well, actually, I'm on Jameson. Bree would be proud this time. See, but still. Jamie, shut the fuck up, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn y'all. <laughs> okay, next announcement. So this is coming out when you're listening to this. Uh, the week of Christmas. Uh, we were going to take the week off, but you know, the shows gave us a little bit of something and 
So we decided to come get on the mics for y'all. Merry Christmas on that tip. But the next compilation episode is that time again is going to be released on New Year's Day. So that's mm. January 1st, 2020. Um, so that week you'll get two episodes because next week we'll still do an episode that'll come out on like the 30th or the 31st. And then a couple of days later, the compilation episode will come out. And then the week after that, we'll do our award show. I'm so, trying to think of how, what bullshit I said for the compilation yes, episode. Yes, all of it. Yes. You shall find out soon enough. I'm going to be working on it this week while the network is on uh, pod PTO. And you know what, y'all? We got some shit in the works. The pregame did a lot for us today. Mm-hmm. We wasn't mm-hmm. just piece of shit. We talked business. I think y'all are going to like the, the direction we finna go in this new year, um, especially as we approach year one. We appreciate all the support we've gotten in our yeah. first year as a network and helping us to rebuild the shows. because More to come. It was a process, but it yeah, there's definitely more to come, and we mm-hmm. hope that you guys will support us in that more to come. Absolutely, but- absolutely. So for the compilation, uh, feel free to send in some of your favorite funny or shady moments or uh, the best draggings or your favorite episode. Now, this will be between episodes 97 and up. So- Does that include You Have No Childs? No. Damn. Damn. <laughs> that was in the last compilation. Uh, that shit deserved to be in every compilation. Okay. No, that like, you, you need but, a lifetime but, achievement award for that. Curve. Yeah, that was the one. But yeah, so <laughs> any if you have any favorites from episode 97 and on. Uh, 97, I believe the name of it was Aussie Bum. Ooh, mm. that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Um, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Tweet us, DM us on uh, Twitter or Instagram, and let us know what some of your favorites are. And like I said, not next week's episode, but the week after in the new year, we hey. will do our award show. And so then the last thing, of course, is the actual live show that we have to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the network that's coming up so remember get your tickets for the live show it's going to be february 29th 2020 in atlanta georgia at 7 p.m all of that information you can find on our social media and come on out buy a ticket we want to see y'all we would love to help boost ratchet ramblings into the stratosphere next year by kicking it off with the live show and be who knows if it's successful and, and we get some more demand, we might do some more live ratchet ramblings. Uh, just depends. So, but we need that support from y'all. And I, as much, let me say this, um, not to get on my soapbox or anything. And as much as we love those who support in silence, don't get me wrong. Cause I'm one of those. It's, it's a lot of people to support. You can't be vocal about everything. I get that. But uh, we really do appreciate the people that support out loud, like yes. the people that tweet the show, that repost the links, that share the show with friends and family and coworkers that you would smoke weed with and not the narcs. Uh, we really do appreciate that. We appreciate the people that support out loud. So mm-hmm. listen, whenever y'all see that, y'all. whenever y'all see that be our guest link, retweet that shit. Okay. 
And buy a ticket. Get, buy, like, buy these tickets. Yeah, buy a ticket because we need your support to be able to do the live show. Like, we can't do a live show to no audience. So, yes. you know you, what I'm you, We're not Carrie Hilson. Mm, good luck booking that stage you speak of. I mean, that was real. We do need luck. What you mean? <laughs> we need the power of the dollar. <laughs> we need y'all support. So, do that and we will love you a long time. And let's get started. <laughs> so... We're starting with uh, Real Housewives of, uh, I was about to say Potomac. I miss Potomac, even though they wore me out. Um, I'm really, really, really hoping that Potomac is back on when we do the live show, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, So this is episode seven of season 12. What would Michelle O do? Mm. So first and Mm. foremost, um, that title. I want to say I've seen this joke on Twitter before. But Marlo, I want you to know that you are now hereby dubbed Anthony Scamilton. That is an so, ugly scamming ass bitch, boy. I, I truly listen. She's, I'm sorry. I it's just, not I even just that not she's like super Marlo. ugly, it's that she's so trash that it her makes her trash. look worse than what she really looked like. Her wigs trash, her scamming trash, her spirit trash. The bitch is just poor in everything. Yeah. She she raggedy. So Cynthia and Kenya talk. Um, and the only thing I got from that conversation was that Cynthia thinks Marlo is the one that may have recorded her talking about Nene. So I'm Which like, okay. Which confused me because I'm like, the other girl is right over here. Like, I mean, they may have a point. I don't know. Because maybe that's why Marlo is trying so hard to get them to get over it because she might be the guilty party. I don't know. You know what? That's fair. Cause I don't really put love... nothing past Marlo. Because people that love kicking up shit love to be also be peacemakers. So you're right, friends. Mm-hmm. But you never know. It could be somebody we're not even thinking of, or it could be the other raggedy lady. So Yavana. Yeah. That was that. Um, we move on to Candy and Todd. Um, and we're starting to see the the foundation of issues with Todd because he's starting all these businesses and not following all the way through. Mm. I don't understand why he was not in town to see his daughter off to New York. Like, and then Candy said they not even speak. They weren't even speaking that week. And I'm just like, Todd, like, what are you doing, sir? Why are why do you have to be such a typical black heterosexual man? Like, come on. You got the world at your fingertips and you still a slave to this bozo behavior and mentality. Like you can't put your pride aside to see your daughter off to New York. Heaven forbid if something happened to her. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I don't, I don't understand that man at all. Like you got the world right there in your motherfucking palm. You got the autonomy and license and resources to do whatever you want business. While a nigga bought a goddamn semi truck, what you gonna do with that <laughs> in Atlanta? Then he what wanna he wanna that, open a branch. I mean, a branch. He wanna open a brunch OLG, which is actually a good idea to be honest. Um, I mean, it will save the cholesterol because Lord knows that food at OLG no, it won't. is salty. It won't. <laughs> breakfast food is just as salty. <laughs> you know how Big much sodium breakfast meat that. got in it. <laughs> Big mama your arm, but over scrambled. Okay, it's gonna be big mama your ankle, big mama your leg, big mama your heart. But I mean, it's a good look. You know what I'm saying? They got multiple yeah. OLG, so it only makes sense to have a brunch specific spot. And in, um, in Atlanta, listen, if if nothing else, niggas in Atlanta love brunch. 
listen. I mean, you know, people in every major city love brunch, so it just makes sense. He has good ideas, but it's just like you're only one man. You can only do so much at one time. Like, I get having a lot of ideas and wanting to put everything on wax and get get it going, but you can only do so much as a person. Like you got to get one business up and running and self-sufficient before you start trying to move on to the next, because you got a family, you got a wife, you got kids. Like you don't have all the freedom to just run your businesses. Like a lot of people do. Yeah. That's why both your family and your businesses are suffering because you can't split your focus well enough. Cause you got to, you got your hand in too many motherfucking pots. Yeah. But, I just agree. I just I thought it was really, really, really weird and trash that he happened to be out of town when his daughter was leaving for New York. Like, I get it. He can go to New York anytime and see her. But I feel like with the state of their relationship, that would have been a very powerful action on his part to kind of curb his daughter's concerns about their relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't get it. I don't get why you're treating your child like that. And then, you know, they're talking about turning her room into the baby's room. Um, And on the one hand, I get it because she's 23. You know what I'm saying? You're not expecting her to leave and come back. But on the other hand, I don't know. It's just something about the way their relationship is. I, I don't know. I felt the way about them converting the, her room into the baby's room. It just gives you an uneasy feeling. Yeah, it just it makes me uneasy. Um, I also was being kind of trash and being like, y'all ain't got enough rooms with the baby. Mm. <laughs> y'all mm. got too much money. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, maybe her room is closest to theirs. So it makes nah, sense. Fuck I don't that. Know. <laughs> they didn't even get that girl. Ah! They didn't give her they no going away it. party or nothing. They didn't give her a going away party. They didn't leave her room for some months in case shit don't work out and she needs to come back. Mm-hmm. If she wants to fucking visit. Mm-hmm. she should have in a place w- to come back and visit it was so weird it was it's almost like todd is relieved she gone right yeah and mm-hmm. leaving candy to deal with it the yeah. emotional the, part of it in the words of our good friend curtis they basically was like well good luck girl yeah and that's it yeah and then we kind of figured out why we found out why you know they didn't really just let Kayla and Riley live together because apparently they don't really fuck with each other. Like, they don't not fuck with each other, but they don't fuck with each other. Even still, I would have been like, I don't really, y'all don't need to fuck with each other to be roommates. Like, y'all stepsisters, figure it the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? But it it just... I thought that was weird. You know, Todd, just you looking real trash, baby. Like, the husbands that we like are starting to disappoint us, and that's making me sad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, mm. Anyway, so moving on, uh, Portia and Marlo. So they do one of them pedal tours where you get in the back and you got to pedal with your group to make the the little cart go. Um, but there's Henny and Hookah, so I'm I'm confused on this. Listen, um, I mean, because for me personally, when I'm trying to get fucked up, I'm not trying to do a lot of physical labor. Same, but. You know, and then it was only two of them. It'd have been different if it was like other people, but it was just the two of them having the pedal, and then he used a little electric motor. But whatever. The point of this scene, um, so they really just sat there talking about Nini. 
Um, cause Marlo, mm-hmm. you know, she, Marlo only meeting up with people to try to advocate for Nene and the shit is tired. It's tired, yeah, trying, to, Marlo. trying to play peacemaker. Like everybody just needs to forgive Nene girl. Fuck that. Are you a social worker? You doing Nene public service girl? Fuck you. And Nene don't Nene even don't care. Nene don't want to be forgiven. She Leave her care. the fuck alone. She don't want to be friends with these ladies. She's good where, where their relationships stand. Let it the fuck go. And I'm, I'm starting to get weirded out by Marlo because you constantly befriending women that no longer are friends with Nene. When you was friends with Nene, you didn't want to be friends with these ladies. Mm-hmm. When she had friendships with them, you didn't want to be bothered with them. Now all of a Talking sudden, you want to be. About them. Now you want to be friends with all the women that don't fuck with her. You are looking very, very, very funny in the light, Marlo. Mm-hmm. And that's why like, they think you're the one who did the me, recording. You know, some frenemy passive aggressive bullshit because what's yeah. the point? Yeah. You I mean, ain't had, you didn't you didn't like old. Portia when Nene and Portia was close. You didn't like Kenya when Nene and Kenya was close. You didn't care for Cynthia when Nene and Cynthia was close, and so on and so forth. What's the thing here? Like, what is your co- what's the goal at this point? Yeah, what's your end game? An ulterior motive for Miss, like Marlo has always been. Yeah. Because she don't know how to do nothing else but stay in Miss. I mean, to me, it feels like the same old tired (laughs) peach grab. You know what I'm saying? She's trying to solidify her spot on the show, but it's just like... We don't need it. We don't need this. We don't, and we, yeah. Like, Like Candace said last week, if you were giving us an inside glimpse into your life on your back, that might be different. How but, much white dick have you sucked to amount to the scams that you have? That's more I'm interesting saying. than you trying to do this shit, Marlo. And in the state of things in the in in Trump's America, bitch, we need that um that feel good uplifting story of you scamming old white men. <laughs> like we need that. <laughs> okay. That's the content I signed up for. You you, know you lay like you you low on your back to uplift uplift their funds. That's the kind of negativity we need. Yeah, like I don't like you going about this all wrong. That's why you can't get no peach because you can't stand on your own outside of the mess. And you know, maybe that's your own fault because your shit is dirty, so you really can't even talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my best guess. But anyway, uh, we move on. Nene meets with her life coach and mm-hmm. she talks about her reservations regarding the whole Marlo Kenya thing. Cause remember how we were saying mostly Candace. Uh, about Nene leaving, trying to protect her own energy and things of that nature. Um, and, you know, I agree. I would have done the same if I was Nene, even if I didn't have all the shit that she had going on. Like, y'all get to y'all get to doing too much shit and doing too many stunts and shows, and I'm about to show my, myself out. Yeah, Sorry. because y'all have said repeatedly how all the girls have said it. Nene too old to always be acting how she acting, in the mess she in, fussing and fighting with everybody and blah, blah, blah. She one of the older women on the show, you know, next to Cynthia. But when she removes herself from mess, so she's not being the, the older person that is showing no restraint, not being responsible with her platform and shit. It's almost like damned if you do, damned if you don't at right. this point. And it's, yeah. it's different from Eva because Nene is leaving before shit pop off. She ain't leaving mid-conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she not or starting up and, run, and running off. Yeah. Right. And so she also told her life coach that she has reservations about going to the girls' trip to London Carnival. Um, I thought it was Canada. Not London. I'm sorry, Toronto. Oh, she's yeah. going to Carabana. 
Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I don't know where I got London from. Um. Hey, London. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so Portia and Marlo, because Marlo is so fucking messy and always inserting herself in people's. She is invasive. That's what her. She is so invasive. Aggressive so, and invasive at the same. Fucking she time. have them stop at the goddamn hot dog factory, which is Dennis's Girl. little hot dog uh... business. And she then was, she was trying to force Portia to say that she still loved Dennis. Which was so and gross. And Portia is like, girl, leave me alone. Like, let me deal with my own emotions. Let me deal with my own fractured relationship. Like, I don't need you to be trying to heal the breach. And so Listen, then here go like, Marlo. She gonna sit up there and FaceTime Dennis. And like, then Marlo trying to did, get them to say, I love you to each other. It's like, Marlo, why are you is, inserting yourself in their business? This is so gross. I'm like, Marlo, do you want to fuck Dennis? Because this is a hella invasive. It's not even you. that. She one of them weird-ass people that feels like if any relationship around her is having some kind of trouble, it's her personal mission to get them back together. And it's like, girl, you you not Cupid, Okay. This is not a Hallmark movie. We talking about real life shit. We talking about getting getting cheated on by a motherfucker that looked like a jelly bean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we talking about real hey, life look, issues. Hey, he looked like one of them damn beans on Dr. Robotnik's mean bean machine back in the day. He looked like a kidney bean. He do. He's shaped like a kidney. But mm. anyway, it's just like, I just, I did not the understand that. One. Right, Candace. Sorry, shit. <laughs> Gosh, my bad. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought it was real weird, and then yeah. she got them on Facetime. She made Dennis say "I love you." She trying to force Portia to say if Portia just hung up. She need a life. And it's like yeah. she's like, well, I don't understand. Y'all still love each other. I don't understand why you won't say you love them. I and it's like, girl, they in the middle of going through it. What you mean? Yeah. Why this would I just randomly happens. be saying I love you to a motherfucker that just cheated on me and I'm still hurt? While I'm while I'm going through postpartum depression and he blaming my postpartum depression for why he cheated. Girl, fuck you and him. Go suck his dick and leave me alone. Yes. That's what Go I'm suck saying. His like, hot Marlo, dog and leave us all the fuck alone. Marlo acted like she wanted to be with the nigga because they rolled the bean footage back of just Marlo being up this nigga's ass. And it's she like, wanted to okay. be with him because he a scammer. That's why. That's why yes. they're alley. Scammers of a feather flock together. I don't even you ain't if, yeah. if she wanted to be with him, she would want to be with him so she can take his hot dog business. Yeah, she trying to yes. scam him. She ain't. She don't give a fuck. Like they scammers don't ever scam together. <laughs> mm. No, ain't no loyalty amongst. Get, they just like getting caught. No, on the other end of the bus. No honor among thieves. No. At all. Um. So let's see. So Kayla leaves. Like I said before. Um. So Cynthia and Mike. Uh, I forget his last name and then Eva and her husband Mike they all meet up and Cynthia and Mike are are talking about who's gonna move like they they trying to decide this point in their relationship is she gonna move to LA or is he gonna move to Atlanta and we know Mm -hmm. in real time he ain't moved to LA (laughs) I mean he ain't moved to Atlanta so because we know Noel is out there living in LA in his house so I don't know what's going on with that. I just feel like I get it, Cynthia. This is your bag. But at some point, you're going to have to choose between this show and your now fiance. Yeah. Like, y'all going to have to make a decision. Which I feel it, like she should. 
Def- she could definitely get a bigger bag in L.A. doing something as opposed to this show. And maybe I'm stupid, but I just feel that in L.A. it's a bigger opportunity than just being on Bravo. And being I mean, on she could do here. the modeling shit like Candace mentioned right. before. Now, if she was really smart, which we know she's not, which- but if she was <laughs> really smart, what she would have done is flip that and said, I'll headline. No, that's Married to Medicine. Wrong show. What's the what's the LA show for housewives? Is it with white women? Do they have one? Yeah. yeah. Beverly yeah. Hills. Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah. If mm-hmm. she was smart, she would have been like, Well, I'll, you know, let me get on the Beverly Hills show so I can move to LA. Yeah. And do it that way. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. She I don't get what's going on. Um, and they dragging this out. I'm I don't really care too much about their relationship but it's like if y'all gonna show it on the show at least show some progress but we're only seven episodes in so maybe it's coming i don't know um so then they asked uh eva's husband mike about the whole thing with cynthia being recorded and then cynthia's boyfriend mike he started going off like he he turned into a real protective dog and he yeah. was real in his feelings about cynthia being recorded um, I, I mean, thought it was interesting cares? that he didn't say anything about her saying the shit. Like, he just mad that it got recorded. Like, I get we all talk shit, but if it was egregious Here's enough... Here's the thing. Your bitch is 50 years old with no discernment on who she should gossip with. Exactly. Take that up mm. with her. Because you said, mm. why would you even be... If me and Jeremy get into it, I'm not going to be dragging jeremy to curtis and i will hope jeremy wouldn't be dragging me to curtis because that's the commonality and no yeah nobody should be put in the middle of our bullshit the like cynthia dumbass is dragging nini to everybody that's still cool with nini and expected it not to get back to her you are not using no discernment and you too fucking old but i don't expect none from no bitch that put gra- a vine of fucking grapes in no wine i've not forgot that <laughs> I've not forgotten that, bitch. You never living that down. You are and too old to be live. stupid. Use yeah. some fucking discernment. But she she been stupid for eight or four years on this show, and she like shows how, no. Ooh, I just she don't get no how progress. You, how are you dragging Nene to folks she introduced you to, bitch? Mm. How does that work? And you think she, it's not gonna get back to her? Cause she's stupid. God. Vapid, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, she swears she uh a mean girl this season, but not like eight or four years on this show, you've been weak, but now you got a backbone only only to Nini. Okay, girl. Yeah, okay. I don't get it. And I feel mm. like she's just pressing her advantage because she knows that so Nini's on a girls. spiritual journey. She knows mm. that Nene is going through it still with Greg trying to get his health together. Mm-hmm. On top of Nene and Greg having their own separate issues. On top of Nene constantly being made to be the villain because she has lashed out so much over the years at the other girls and kicked up so much shit. She's only yeah. doing this because a lot of the girls are not fucking with Nene at the moment. Yep. Yeah. It's opportunistic. Eva, Eva, Eva really not. Um, Portia not. Portia not. Yeah. Candy is Kenya not her and Candy just getting on decent terms. So out of all the girls on the show, Nene is don't is at odds with four of them. Yeah. So out now you feel like you got some leverage. Yeah. After and now you got a backbone. Being, yeah. After all these years of being Nene Lapla. 
Like, girl, eat eat shit. You big for- mm-hmm. wide forehead, dumbass bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Like, for real, you two, like, Cynthia's so stupid that she's starting to be unattractive to me. Like, mm. bitch, shut up. You know that's bad. Like, you way too fine and way too old to not be aging and moving like fine wine. Bitch, you acting like these little-ass kids out here. Mm-hmm. Shatting like a motherfucker on Twitter. And can't even can't even keep your motherfucking ducks in a row. You got bitches recording you. These bitches don't respect you. And never have to be no honest. Fe- you don't put no fear in these hoes' heart. Cause I wish a motherfucker. Cause I mean, let's would, be honest. I wish a motherfucker would record our conversation. Let's be honest. The Hands only on people, deck, bitch. Right. The only people that Cynthia has really clicked up with on this show since its entirety is the Mean Girls. Only to turn on them when she when she can't be protected by the Mean Girls, namely Nene and Kenya. What? Good luck. Somehow they all decided, or they think that Marlo is the culprit. (laughs) But we shall see. So Kenya meets with an attorney because she's concerned about having assets set aside for baby Brooklyn. Um, I think she decided on doing it via trust. And she also wants to protect her assets because she know that shit is going to continue to go left with Mark and they don't have a prenup, which is like I said before, very, very curious to me because on one of their parts, if not both, this is a sham marriage. So for y'all to not have a prenup is wild to me because why would you willingly deal with the financial aspects of a divorce when you don't have to trying to decide who is doing what like even if y'all know what you're gonna do you still got to take the time to meet and have your attorneys do this that and the other and draft up shit when you could have done all that via prenup at the beginning and be like if we break up within five years we go our separate ways with what we came in the marriage with end of story and then we co-parent baby brooklyn i don't get that I don't get why they do that. Because they weren't thinking about the business part of it. They were just thinking about whatever they could get out of this sham. And then but that is there. the business part of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, this sham well, marriage is, it was the, the baby and the business. The well, baby they, they, and being able to be on the show and make some money. They, they both stupid, friend. Well, I don't think Mark is as stupid as, I think Mark might have another ace up his sleeve. I don't know, but we'll see so i mean i'm not mad at kenya for trying to do something to protect herself um but this all could have been avoided like it was this was i don't understand getting married that late in life and not having a prenup to be quite honest you know what i'm saying like especially for kenya it's like yes sis you got a little bit of something but you've been a z-list actor my whole life Mm. so you ain't got that much so whatever you do have i don't understand why you wouldn't be more cautious about protecting it. Yeah. Even the if last you thing, do think you marrying for money, I mean, marrying for love. Yeah, because the last thing I think Kenya was on that I can recall, and that's only because of the timeline, was some uh, made-for-TV shit on uh, Sci-Fi, so... Yeah, she's staying little roles like that that I'm sure are not bringing in tons of money. You know, her biggest bag, I'm sure, is Real Housewives. She bringing in one... I mean, she, well, now she bringing in 500000 Mm. Um, but at one point she was bringing in seven figures from the show 
And shit, if she continue on the path that she been on, being extra and evil, she can easily negotiate her way back up very quickly. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I didn't, I don't understand why y'all entered this marriage the way that y'all did. Um, And then we see Portia and Dennis go to therapy and alluding back to what Candace said before, he basically said that he cheated because the pregnancy sex was whack and her postpartum depression forced him or pushed him towards cheating. Dennis, you need your whole ass beat. But the thing about it is it was contradictory because on the one breath, he's like, yeah, I was there for her. And, you know, I, you know, we, we got through that together. We cried together. But I cheated because she was going through it. Like, which is it? Which is it? Is it bugaboo or so good? Like, what the fuck? Bugaboo. Nigga. I'm just saying, I want answers. That shit don't make no sense. It don't make no sense, Dennis. I mean, I feel like he was all over the place because he was stuttering the whole time while they was. Well, I feel like that's his normal MO, to be honest. I haven't heard him speak much, but that was. You know, I'll put it to me, but to be fair, I haven't heard him speak much. I but, don't like when he speaks because when he opened his mouth and started talking, he looked like Jermaine Dupree, and I don't like that. Curtis, shit. he do. I can't, I can't unsee that now. Dennis Dupree, did show title, <laughs> <laughs> show title. So anyway, they finally say that they still love each other and that they want to be together. But Portia, this, this was more believable from Portia because it was anger. I was like that. You yes. Know, yeah. I, that crying shit that was not it. Yeah, no. That crying shit was not it. Yeah. Like you, you're not in the crying stage no more, baby. You in the And then stage. it fit with, cause we know in real time they still together. So it fit. Well, they like, never really broke up was what I'm seeing. Yeah. That's true too. Not officially. Like you angry, you know, die of a mad black ponytail, whatever. But you forgive the nigga eventually and match up with real time. So it, it, it was more believable to her crying because, girl, I'm still crying at Curtis Dragon Portia for not crying for real. <laughs> every time every time they run the, the bean footage back of her crying, that shit is so fake and rehearsed. Barely any tears being produced because she can't act. Right. Never could. Never could. And it's like, you know, I'm not again. Like me and Candace have said multiple times, I ain't taking it away from you. I'm sure you went through it heavy, but not while they were filming this show. Except for the nah. anger. You still mad while they filming the show. So you, you Which I believe you went with that from the beginning, which is what I said before. Go with anger. I'm sure it's the most natural place to get back to. It's hard to get back to sadness when you've already emotionally dealt with something. It's hard to Mm -hmm. dig back up and bring those tears and stuff back when you've truly moved on from something. But anger is pretty easy to tap into because you can be angry about some other shit and still, you know what I'm saying, directed towards what you're talking about, which, you know, Mm -hmm. seems like kind of what she's doing. But I get it. You know what I'm saying? She's in pain. She feels betrayed. And I mean, I would too, because you give an ugly nigga a shot, then he start treating you like you the ugly nigga. So it's just like, I get it, Portia, truly. Mm -hmm. I'm saying and I'm all for making the nigga suffer. Hopefully you, you know, hopefully you do like Beyonce and make them suffer in silence. Cause I don't care what none of y'all say. My heart of hearts tells me Beyonce is petty. She made Jay-Z go through it before they got Mm -hmm. back together. 
I mean, he deserved to go through it, to be honest. He deserved so, it, know. but everything in his behavior and the stuff that he has said, and just like I said, knowing how undercover petty and and vindictive Beyonce can be, that man suffered before he got his wife back. And Portia, I want you to, to tap into that same energy. Make the little yeah. hot dog nigga, the little porcupine-shaped liquor suffer. Mm-hmm. And that's Which it is- for Real Housewives for this episode. Yep. So staying in the van of Atlanta, we are going to shift to Married to Medicine, season seven, episode fourteen, Trouble in Spark Nice, which that title. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, moving on to the episode. Um I'm gonna be transparent with my friends and my li- and our listeners. We're going to breeze through this because honestly, Married to Medicine was some mid. Yeah, we don't need so, to spend a lot of time here. Yeah, we don't. Um Speaking of which, I'm going to cut half of my notes in half. Uh, Let's talk about Toya and living above her means yet again with this party that she swears lit, but which is not. Toya ain't never do a lit party in her motherfucking life, and they rolled the bean footage back on all them cheap-ass, poorly decorated-ass, stupid-ass parties parties that she been having. Girl, fuck you. We said this in the pregame, and let me... Toya and Eugene have a beautiful, magnificent fucking house. Yes. Therefore, you don't need a theme for a housewarming. As the house is the theme. It is not a housewarming. housewarming. Is, is a theme. <laughs> yes. It, it, you're not having a housewarming. You're having a cultural appropriation themed party <laughs> in your new house. But it's not yes. a housewarming. The house stands alone. 10,000, you still haven't learned, bitch. You don't do nothing to be spending 10,000. 10,000 for 150 niggas. Let her tell it. And y'all just moved into this house that maxed y'all's finances out to get into it. Because you couldn't rent something else until it was finished painted and doing all the other little stuff. Then you're going to turn around, you're going to spend this 10,000 on this. And you know what I think it is? I think it's her just trying to keep up with, uh, with the Contessa's. Yeah, and Tessa threw a fifteen thousand. Not even all rest of them, because the rest of them ain't did shit this season. But we saw Contessa throw an unnecessary ass fifteen thousand dollar party, and now Toya want to throw a ten thousand dollar one. When it's like again, it's a housewarming. Your house is supposed to be what the attraction is. Why would you have it at night and have it a theme where people can't even see the fucking house? Why would Mm -hmm. you do that? Only for y'all to lean towards going right back in that hole because Eugene talked about when I worked four shifts throughout the week and I had one day to the office where I still work and I only had, what, another day of rest going right back in this hole of this nigga, this fat-ass nigga working more hours than he do calories. Y'all fucking around and getting in debt again. And I said this in the pregame and it bears repeating. One of the main reasons why I don't see it for Toya is because she is the only trash on this show that is not using this to propel something else. Most of the women or whoever the the spouse that's not a part of what is having them be on the show, i.e. being a doctor themselves or being the woman on a love and hip hop franchise because they only concentrate on the women for the most part. Um, and you're not doing anything with it. Even Claude tried to dress up the dogs. She, she did a lot of things. She found her lane. You know what I'm Claude. saying? Like, um, 
what's the uh what's the lady name uh i mean what's the nigga name cecil you know what i'm saying he he keep a job curtis is finding something to do now him and jackie working together and it's like mariah you know has been a producer on the show for a little while or executive whatever um everybody seems to be doing their thing outside of their marriage except for you all you do is spend money Spend money, spend money. And it would be different if Eugene was rich, rich. But he not, clearly. Because y'all have struggled financially since you've been on this show. Y'all finally seem to have gotten to a point where you have some leeway to do some things with some money. Get your quote-unquote forever home. And you're still just going through money like it's nothing. Like, that house and having a a two-story closet and all the rest, that's not enough. Now right. you got to sit up here and make it act like y'all in motherfucking Aladdin right? with a themed speak- housewarming party. Who the fuck does that? When that house, as much as y'all spent for it, is the theme. And I appreciate Bravo rolling that bean footage back of you saying that we ain't moving no more. Only for them to roll the bean footage of you moving literally time, season to moving. season to season to season. So it's like, girl, you want to keep up with the Joneses so bad. Meanwhile, the Joneses is laughing at you because you don't have shit. You don't have shit, and you overcompensate, and that's what it really is. Like, y'all have shit, but, I mean, if we're going to be honest, if anybody on any of these shows is living above their means, it's y'all. Exactly. Because nobody else on that show has all the financial issues y'all have. Nope. Dr. A is not even a good doctor, and they don't have no financial issues for real. Okay, his reviews are luck, and they still all right. Oh, you sounded like a robot. So, I'm just gonna say, Jeremy sound like an Autobot. <laughs> Am I good enough? I think so. I hope so. Child, uh, child fuck Toya and Eugene. That's why you cut out, dude. It, your internet must be your phone service tired of you talk about they fat funky asses. <laughs> <laughs> because let well, me tell you fair. something, Toya. You, no woman should have that much body and still look dumpy. Mm. That's what it is. There's nothing wrong with her body. She don't know how to dress. And therefore, she always looks fucking short and dumpy and stinky. Yeah. Get all that money you like to spend on frivolous shit, baby. Spend it on a stylist. Mm-hmm. Get you a good wig, bitch. Two-story mm. closet. You, you still can't dress. And you still, Two. listen, hello. Two-story closet. Wig still looking on the earth. So please tell me what is true. Okay, your wig still looking like you you they synthetic. Listen, mm. two story closet and basement wigs look like I don't get it. Which is why understand. which is why I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Later in the episode, she was shading contested about her wigs. And I'm like, girl, yo don't look that much better. And that's why it's fuck you too, because you always shade why do you always have to bother Contessa? That woman going through enough. We don't need you shading Contessa, especially yeah, and even it, and when Contessa's going through it, her life is better than yours. Yes. And she's not bothering no fucking body. The only person she's been bothering all season long is her fucking husband. And us. Which, mm. And us. <laughs> but she is not, like, amidst all of the shit that she's, she feels like she's going through at home, she has not bothered these ladies. Contessa has not been in no mess with the ladies this season. Nope. None. If anything, she's been the peacemaker, which is funny being the peacemaker with the ladies and not in your own home, but that's besides the point. And every time you and Contessa get into it, she the one who makes peace. Yeah. With your dumb and you ass. And Toya don't take no accountability for nothing she does to Contessa or any of the other ladies for that matter. 
Nope. She got a lot to say for a bitch who don't do nothing. 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 You got a lot to say for a bitch who got a husband that's the chief of surgery and you still look the way you fucking look with that cheap ass makeup, cheap ass wigs, cheap ass clothes. Bitch, I don't know what they told you, but sometimes you could go high and go low. You could have some high end shoes and a person a little little cheap fashion over. Bitch, you look like you coming straight out of rainbow. (laughs) Bitch, you shopping at Dots. Come on, Dots. Leave us alone, stupid bitch. Speaking of another stupid bitch, and speaking of reading, I love how Heavenless Family, her sons included, do not be here for none of her shit. I didn't know they had two sons. Am I? Not, I thought I thought it was one. Yeah, I thought it I was didn't one know either. Two. I thought it was one until they have some kids. Is, is that? Yeah, they do have some good. First of all, yeah. the way the heavenly parents her daughter is very very ugly, and Disgusting, I am honestly. tired of us, not us per se, but I'm tired of people in general not saying anything. You yeah. are putting all of your childhood trauma off on your daughter and you do not give a fuck. She is 13 years old. She is 13 years old. She is 13 years old. She yes. is five years from being able to legally vote. She is five years from being able to be considered a legal adult and get the fuck on shit she choose to. She is not a child. Yeah. She is a budding young woman. Mm-hmm. She's not a little. She's not six or seven. We're not talking about a six or seven year old going to the movie with their friends alone. She's thirteen, going on fourteen. What is your problem? And the thing that really pisses me off about Heaven is that she knows she's overbearing and crazy, but revels in it. Like she don't be like, you know what? I'm a little overbearing because of what happened with my mama and how she raised me. Let me work on it and not project that onto my child. Let, she like, you know, I'm going to project it anyway. Cause I'm, I feel like going I here and I do not care how nobody feel like. Your mama dead. Your yep. daddy dead. They dead. They dead. So dead, they emotional abuse with it. Stop projecting that on that girl. She seems like a seemingly good teenager who just wants to do teenager shit. Yeah, and that's what Damon said. Oh like, my we God, we, I used to get dropped off at the mall at 13. Yeah. I could go to the movies with my friends, go to the library, go to the skating ring, go to the arcade. And the I understand I'm, times are a little different. Things are a little more dangerous. But you yeah. literally have cell phones. You can literally have her turn her location on and share it. Yeah, and the thing that the other thing, I appreciate her, Laura, because that's her name, and God bless her. But she was like, well, mommy, you did all this crazy stuff. You sneaked out and did all this other stuff because grandmama was strict on you. Like, do you want me to do that? And she was like, no. She, and then Laura was like, okay, then, girl, I'm not going to do it. So what the fuck is the problem? It, let me tell you something. Because we have all been teenagers. And when yes. we was ready to do what the fuck we wanted to do, our parents couldn't stop us. Yeah, we were going to do that anyway because that's just how we were. We was going to make a way out of no way to be sneaky and do what the fuck we wanted to do. It's a rite of passage. And she even got, she said, Mama, when are you sneaking out? Well, yeah. Okay, well, bitch, shut up. I'm just trying to ask you up front. Right. Heavenly eat shit. Please, yeah. I okay. appreciate it. I appreciated her sons being like, "Mama, you wilding too." I appreciated that because I feel I thought they was gonna kiss our ass too, but no, 
They they sick of her shit too. That's why they don't come home. <laughs> I was That's about to say I didn't even know home. they had two sons. Right. Listen. Yeah. But I appreciated the way Damon was like, look, we raised good kids. They're going to do what they're supposed to do. If something happens, listen, just make sure you got your cell phone on and let, them, let her go out and have a good time. And I appreciate yeah. that about Damon. And it's like you can tell the difference because Damon is parenting from a place of love and trust. And mm-hmm. Heavenly is parenting from a place of Bozo. fear and control. And it's yeah. a it's a hell of a it makes a hell of a difference. But mm-hmm. shout out to you, Allure. You one of the few that I'm rooting for on the show. Yes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One, because you because you got a good parent in Damon. The other one, I don't know. Not the so other one, the other one can eat shit like a slack jaw. But anyway, you know, go. heavenly jaw shaped like some French toast crunch. I just realized that this past episode. You know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all, Curtis. It's very square. Very square. Um, <laughs> speaking of squares, Doctor Squarely. <laughs> Sorry, what's also what? a potential show title? <laughs> nah, fuck that. What's going on? Where are we going next? <laughs> speaking of squares, let's move on to contestant Scott, shall we? Okay, I'm gonna say hey, what I want to say first, and then I'll let y'all because I don't have a lot to say. I'm gonna say uh, what I predicted was going to happen came to fruition. Uh-huh. God and Contessa's quote unquote breakthrough in therapy gave me very much. Scott finally realized that he was going to have to do the quote unquote work, which meant not only owning up to the shit that he did do that may or may not be considered sabotage and whatever else that they put on him, but also mm-hmm. that he was going to have to take sole responsibility in order. He was going to have to take a responsibility for Contessa's guilt. That, that was the only way that they were going to get through this. I saw this coming from a mile away. We've seen this happen on multiple shows where the couple's going through some shit and the only way they can get through it is if the man admits complete fault and then the woman act like nothing happened or she barely admits that she was at fault for anything. I'm not saying that Scott did not do anything wrong. We've said that before, but Contessa put a lot, a lot of stank on it. And didn't take um, from any accountability. And then yeah. it would have been nice. I don't, I can't, we can't say for sure whether or not she did because of editing, but it would have been nice to see both of them take responsibility for what was going on because I don't give a fuck what Contessa say about how Scott didn't support her. We saw it with our own eyes on camera that she did not properly plan to leave her family four days out of the week while she attended school. She didn't yeah. properly plan it. And now that they quote unquote have, are getting through it. She talking about hiring a nanny because, and Scott did the other thing that she was waiting for him to do in flat out telling her, go back to school. Even though he told you don't drop out of school. Cause I don't want you to put that on me. You did it anyway. That's why I thought it was comical that people were like, well, he guilted her and that's why she did it. And it was like, she was already feeling guilty. And then she did, she made that another decision without talking to him to quit school and then blamed him. Yep. So I'm going to say, congratulations. Y'all got over the hump. However, I am completely over y'all as a couple and as individuals, y'all are now in the, regular stupid idiot bitch being with the rest of the people on the show outside of quad um as far as 
for so that's gonna yeah. take Hold on, let me message. say let, let me say this real quick, Candace, before you go off, because I know you got a friend. Let me say this. If this is people's idea of love and marriage and stuff, count me the fuck out. Because I'll be damned if I have to take not only my accountability, but yours too, and you take none. Like this whole the, also fuck that therapist, because that therapist put all that shit on Scott. Then, then ask no goddamn questions of Contessa. And to be fair, well, like Curtis said, we don't know what happened off the show, but we can only talk about and we only cover this show what we know that happens on these shows. That therapist didn't ask no shit of Contessa. It was all on Scott. And I'm quite sure that all the people that was in my mentions two weeks ago are feeling very vindicated. But I know a scam when I see it, bitch. And if that's y'all idea of love, well, I, as a man or anybody, to be fair, because I've said consistently, if the roles were reversed, I will have the same energy for Scott. If I have to take my my blame and yours too in order for us to be a happy couple, fuck that shit. And now I'll throw it to my friend Candace. Bitch, you got me fucked up. I'm a whole ass woman <laughs> and you got me out here defending a straight black man. You are very fucking trash. And here's the thing. I guarantee you not much happened differently off the cameras. Because she mm. couldn't even give that man a public apology on her social media. All she's been saying on social media, we getting it together. We get no, he's getting it together. And absolutely, Why she taking I no agree. I, I agree with Scott. Maybe he didn't realize he was being passive aggressive or moving in a certain way. But to say that he was sabotaging her is a whole fucking lie. Yes, she even made she this said decision. that she. she she made that oh, decision, ahead, expected him to go with it. He went with it, and that was it. Everything was on him when she decided to go back to school. That is unfucking fair. That is selfish, and that is lazy. Now it's, oh, before I go back, I want to make sure we hire some help. And, bitch, that's what you should have did in the first place since you so motherfucking smart and got your degree, bitch. <laughs> Come on, How got you your degree. <laughs> <laughs> you got your since you know every fucking thing and got your degree since you so motherfucking smart Contessa. Why wasn't that your first plan of action? Why didn't you consider how this would affect the kids and Scott without having proper support with you gone? Because you didn't give now a was, fuck. It was all about how you felt, what you wanted, what you needed, and what you was gonna do. You selfish yeah. bitch, and you did not apologize yet. He told you he was yeah. proud of you. He apologized for even subconsciously sabotaging you or making you feel guilty. But in the grand scheme of things, you knew you handled shit wrong, which is why, like Curtis said, you went and threw them little, them little funky-ass kids a $15,000 birthday party and it wasn't nobody fucking birthday. Right, a collective birthday party acting like you fucking Contessa overcompensating and shit. Stupid-ass. Yeah. Now I will say, and I agree, like subconsciously Scott should have not vented his frustrations in front of the kids, but I also contest like where the fuck else where was he supposed to vent his frustrations? Because this... We even got, we even said, even Contessa admitted that she was starting those conversations in front of the kids. When they keep yeah. rolling that footage of Scott saying, thank gosh, mommy didn't drag us to Nashville, there was not a single ounce of malicious intent in that statement. He yeah, was that joking. Was... Yeah, he was trying he was to make really joking. Yeah, that's one, like, mm, mm, that's one of those situations where it's like you feeling fucked up on the inside because what's happened, but you make a joke about it. Shit, we all do that here. We specialize in it. <laughs> it's this damn show. But you know what I'm saying? So I, like I said, 
for people who had an agenda, and I'm going to say it, and I don't give a fuck because ain't nobody going to beat my ass. For everybody that had an agenda against Scott, I bet they feel vindicated. But here, and I think I speak for all my friends and co-hosts on this show, is that, Contessa, you can still eat shit because that shit was unfair what you did to that man. And if you don't have blinders on or identity politics on, I cannot see how you don't see how she was unfair to that man. But you know what? At this point, I really don't care. So whatever. I mean, because it's fuck you, and that's just the end of it. You owe Scott an apology for yes. not considering him and the kids and your decision and not taking the necessary steps to make sure that they were properly supported while you were away. Even if you wanted Scott and the kids to come visit you, that should have been a conversation before you fucking left. Yes. Why is it his job to be a mind reader about packing up three kids plus himself to come see you. If all, if you had been thinking about the collective instead of just Contessa, all of this shit would have come up like, Oh, Hey, what if maybe we try to spend Christmas in Nashville because the kids will be on break. I will be on break and you will get some time off and we can all spend it together in Nashville. Let's plan that out or thanks or something. You did nothing but expecting him to be a fucking mind reader. Well, bitch, if I'm juggling three kids, my own job, the house, the finances, going to soccer games, meeting with teachers, doing homework, bitch, I ain't think about coming to see you. Yeah, I just and want then, to lay down. I want to go you sleep. Come, and when you come home, you give me nothing but lip because things ain't been doing the way, ain't been going the way you would do if you were here, but you not here. Oh, well, fuck you, bitch. Um, yes. Speaking of another, uh, speaking of another bitch who get a fuck you, Dr. Jackie. I, she didn't do anything in this episode, though. Not really. I li- I'm gonna be honest with that you. First things first. Through the buffet while they was at the spa. That's why I was saying. I mean, her. that spa shit was corny. And it. <laughs> let it me was. say this: if in you plan a, if you plan a spa, anything for me, let a spa be involved. Let a spa be involved. Let there be massage therapists. Let there be uh, estheticians. Let there be manicurists and let there be a makeup artist and so on and so forth let's go there were goats where i could do a body wrap a mud bath some hot stones or something why do they love that goat yoga on these shows so much that jackie christie as it as it was said multiple times goats eat any fucking thing and shit any fucking where if you think i'm finna sit up here and do yoga where i'm bending over my face touching the ground near the floor and all that kind of shit with a goat in the vicinity, you was a whole goddamn dummy, bitch, and for real. However, like, no shade. I, I did. get it, Buffy. Shout but out no. to the goat that ate up on Contessa's hair because she hair. deserved it, and yes. she had to cut her braids. You should have <laughs> took them raggedy motherfuckers out, anyways. But That's first of all, why true. was you doing yoga with your hair down? That part. I also did laugh when that uh, goat jumped on heaven in the back, and she was fr- afraid. And I'm like. You lay up with a bulldog yeah. nightly, so why are you? But you know what? That's, we ain't gonna that's do Damon. Me. We ain't gonna do Damon. <laughs> we ain't gonna well, do Damon. Know. Damon don't bother nobody. <laughs> good man. <laughs> Dam- that's a good. That's a good man, Heavenly. Damon don't bother. So no, that's a good man, Black Dante. <laughs> yeah, that's a good man, Jeremy. Okay, he don't bother nobody. He don't bother so and he keep uh, us satisfied so the rest of us don't have to be subjected to, to so a horny heavenly. Can you imagine so we, uh, she bad enough when she getting dick? If she was horny, oh god. Hey, with that underbite, listen. Ooh. <laughs> 
that cash register draw, she'd be like, transaction complete, daddy. <laughs> uh, Curtis. <laughs> she get on my nerves. Uh, yeah, I, but, uh, I hated that. Buffy, I, I hated that spy idea. Yeah, I hated the idea, but I'm not mad at Buffy's body. I mean, personally, you know, I like them thick. So let me tell you something. That's a that's a shapely that's a shapely plus size woman. She got that, and I and I see why Dr. Robotnik is there for the long haul. Yes, she be putting she be putting that spin dash on that white man. Yeah, (laughs) she be collecting all the she be collecting all the rings. That's that thick dash. Buffy yeah. the pussy hedgehog. Okay, yeah, I see so, it. Yeah. She got that white man seeing stars. He said, Buffy "I ain't going the, nowhere." Buffy the yeah, Buffy the thick hedgehog. Okay, like oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. what you yes. had to do. And now, see to me, she's bigger than Toya, but is far more shapely and looks far better put together. The way she dresses, the way she carries herself, the the clothes she wear, they're always flattering on her. I agree. And now she got I feel something like that's to do a, outside of her husband yeah, in the show. That's yeah. true. Indeed. Um, and and lastly, before we get up out of here for Married to Medicine, why do y'all keep trying to make Quad be friends with them two con- contact wearing ass bitches? We don't care. Is that lady's name Lake? Yes. yes. An L-A-K-E. Yes. yes. Lake Bittery, yes. Yes, yeah. I wish she would drown for real. <laughs> Am I right? Like, about take other... your ass right to Lake Lanier and and drown. <laughs> Woo, <laughs> nigga! <laughs> Damn, for real, for real. Ooh. Like, I'm very tired of it. Quad did yeah. not do what them bitches said they did. Cause I'm gonna be honest with you. If somebody that's my friend mm-hmm. fucks my husband, mm-hmm. and I find out about it. Mm-hmm. We never gonna be able to sit in the same room together. I'm gonna beat site. your motherfucking ass every time hey, I see you, Candace. and it ain't listen. Candace, yeah. you gonna channel you you gonna channel the spirit of Drita on site? Yes, on site <laughs> every fucking time I see you, I'm beating you the fuck up because it ain't about the man; it's just about your disrespect of me and our friendship. Mm. I don't give a fuck about that nigga. He, I'm divorcing him. I'm taking whatever I want from him in the conversation. It's but the you, principalities. Every time I see you, I'm on your motherfucking head. So you cannot make me believe that Quad was having any type of affair with this woman's husband, and she's sitting in this room and this proximity from her, not willing to discuss the shit that happened. Because if you fuck my husband, I'm bringing it up every motherfucking time I see you. The person that brought it up was motherfucking um, heavily in Toya's ass. Every time, every time, yeah, you okay? Oh, hey, I'm hey, husband, fucker. I mean, hey, quad, bitch. <laughs> home wrecking quad. Hey, home wrecking bitch. Hey, hey, hey Alicia, Alicia bitch. quad. Exactly. Every every person that I could think of who has wrecked a home, I'm calling you that after I try to jump on you, because yes. they're gonna have to remove me or you. Get this ho- get this home wrecking hoe up out of here for I beat her ass again. And let's be honest, let's be honest. We talked about this pregame, but it bears repeating. The only reason we are even entertaining this, and by we I don't mean us, but I mean in general, entertaining this quad fuck late husband bullshit is because Mariah's in her feelings because quad said that she do cocaine even. Even and though Mariah, the bitch nose always she, running. The bitch she, always got them contacts in because she don't want to see her eyes. Her eyes, like again, 
She act like a bitch who done did cocaine. We have seen no other, there have been no other discussions of this supposed affair since Mariah has felt, yeah, since the reunion last year. And she felt like she swept, she cleaned her, she cleaned it up by doing a drug test. Not like, girl, shut the fuck up again. Also, we don't fucking care. And every time it get brought up, neither Lake nor Mariah can discuss it. I ain't talking about it. Why you ain't? All you these res- talk about these, it on the reunion. You these supposed, yeah, receipts. These supposed receipts that y'all have, that y'all claim y'all have, and the whole goddamn family bankroll. Y'all a whole family of bozos. That's what I take from this. And while while you being bozos is not our business, I wish y'all would shut the fuck up and leave us alone. Because we do not give a single solitary fuck about you bitches. And Mariah, you uh, a coward. Yeah. That part. All the times that you've been around Quad, you choose this time to bring your sister at when it's supposed to be tranquil and relaxing. You bring your sister now. Luckily, oh Qua- yeah, I w- yeah, y'all. you right, Curtis. I'm so, glad you brought that up because Quad was unbothered in a motherfucker. You keep trying to do shit to pick at Quad and get under her skin, but newsflash: now that she didn't drop that dead weight, that dry that Mini Cooper, Quad don't give a fuck about nothing. She is unbothered as fuck. Quad's biggest issue was her ex-husband. Now that Mm -hmm. he gone, her energy is pure, baby. Quad's in the room. She ain't arguing with nobody. She ain't get. She ain't trumping up nothing. She ain't trying to fight. She ain't doing shit. She sat there, looked you hoes in the face, and was unbothered. And y'all couldn't even get y'all point across when y'all was asked what the fuck went on. She was unbothered. She was as unbothered as Mimi was in her confessionals eating that damn burrito. Yeah. Or Safari eating that salad. Yes. And I love yeah. to see it because Quad don't owe you bitches shit because y'all trash. And y'all some liars. Yeah. That and part. That on that. And that's mm. it for Merit to Medicine, friends. All right. Well, Let's tuned. take a break and then we'll be back for the rest of the show. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to patreon.com slash flawless noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, coworkers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right, y'all, we're back from break. It is time to pretend like we found in love ASAP, but we're really only there for the dick. And this is episode five, Pass It to the Left. So Tokyo Tony spends the first part of the show going around, spending some one-on-one time with the men. Um, it only take us. It only took us five episodes to get here. So she starts with big nigga. And she says she's a betting woman and that she bets he won't get her. Put a pin in that. 
Yes, please put a pin in that because mm. he was like, "Oh, you know, you smell good. What you got on?" She like pussy. Like my God, this woman. Sir, why? Why are you, man? Why are you so goddamn aggressive every fucking? Listen, she take what like, Cardi B said about her pussy being her best friend to a whole new level. Okay, pussy is her goddamn confidant and savior. Cause Jesus fucking Christ, girl, goddamn. Mm. Like your pussy is the Messiah. Let you tell it, Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. the, I mean. <laughs> Meanwhile, it ain't risen in three years, according to you. So. <laughs> like her face. I'm just saying. But uh, he claims his main focus is her, and I'm like, you got six kids, so that shouldn't be the case. But and you also security, but you know that's neither here nor there. Yeah, but he, is, from what I heard later in the episode, it sounds like that's his actual job. Job, like he works security and not just happens to work security for this show. I like mean, that's his actual profession. If, if, if we look at the material, it's like because it's like if not that, you're either gonna be security, a bodyguard, or a school bus driver. No, or a gym teacher. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be a school bus driver. He looks slow to me. That Curtis. <laughs> Um, you're not wrong i don't think school bus driving is enough to Mm. support six kids damn plus yourself so you know he be eating nah he got he he somebody personal bodyguard or he is security something along those lines but anyway Shout out to them because they made sure we saw the bottom of her red bottoms while she walked away. Yeah. And they put in, extra emphasis on that. It's like, okay, we know the bitch used to strip. Can we please move on? Mm. Then we move on. She goes and talks to Cookie Monster old ass. That is... And she be talking to him as if he actually has a chance. She's sitting in his lab. She feeding him fucking corn chips. I'm like, what that the was fuck? A, what in that the was Arkansas hell? Okay, what? Okay. It just got, that was all of it seemed like it smells. Yeah, smells like smegma. And he talking about he don't have a sternum because he got Agent Orange and that's supposed to eat bone. And he's like, I just want to see. I just want us to get naked together. I'm like, gross. Nobody wants to see some old shrapnel in bed. Please leave us alone. And it's like, it's always old white men like him that always want to parade around naked. Leave us alone. Okay, listen. Why we got to be subjected to that? We do not play with demons. Leave us alone, Satan. Like, you keep your you keep your shirt on till you working out at 24-hour fitness, and you let the ugly buff niggas in there deal with that shit. We don't want to see this on our TV screens. Okay, keep your shirt on at all times, even when you die, which I mean it looks like you're gonna die the next day or so. But still, when you die, keep your shit on. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that ugly nigga that recorded that girl without her consent got dragged. <laughs> right. It's what she deserved, nigga. You look at That was a special kind of ugly. God mm. damn. Anyway, moving right along. Then she goes and she uh meets up with Romy Rome. He eating a banana. He all in his phone. So she take the banana. She like sensually eating a banana trying to seduce him. But he's decided to be aloof and play it cool. And I'm just like, but you in a competition, my nigga. That don't seem like the right strategy to me. Well, he, well, he can't keep his eye on the sparrow because he cock-eyed it. So. Well. 
You know, I didn't notice it because you know I watched this show, but I halfway pay attention to Roman Rome because I just I don't like the the look of crack. But I I caught a glimpse of him in the confession. I'm like, nigga, your eyes is like looking like some goddamn Mario painting shit. Like they all kind of witch ways and shit. Well, I mean, when you do when you when you do the cocaineery. Mm, she ought to call that nigga eight ball instead of Romy Rome, but well, I mean, she's not as creative as you, friend. So that's fair enough. But I, you know, my old, my only takeaway from this is y'all doing a lot with this banana. Bananas are not sexy. Anybody who eats bananas, who has ever eaten a banana, knows that bananas make your breath smell like death. <laughs> there's nothing sexy about yeah. sharing a banana and kissing all over each other that's nasty yeah that it's was like, number one the other thing is when she asked the nigga what he does for a living and he couldn't give her a straight answer i was like but i mean you know you can't admit that you a pimp on camera so why right. you know he he a dude he a dummy but you know at least, at least he knows not to self-incriminate so it's like okay. yeah he, he a you pimp a dummy he... bitch <laughs> thank you candace <laughs> welcome friend. he either a pimp he, he a pimp or he you know scam he like a thief or something he don't he's not smart enough to scam i don't see that hmm. Or unless he probably scamming, you know, lonely women out of their money. That's how he sustain himself. That's nothing. I'll un- give you listen, that. Listen, nothing more that old cockeyed, ugly black men love to do is scam and prey on desperate women. So and he's skinny, so you know he out. Oh, I'm gonna say something very, very problematic. <laughs> 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 My <bad>. Never mind. <laughs> Woo, I'm doing better. <laughs> I'm going to walk in the light 2020. <laughs> Woo. Ooh. Not going to get me today. <laughs> get, up, get up off me, devil. Y'all get the fuck up off me. I'm bad <laughs> enough. I don't need no outside influence. <laughs> Mm. The, the negativity won't work. Nope, not today. I will not be your vessel. Nope, nope, nope. Mm-mm. Anyway, so we move on. Curtis, I'm on you. Listen, I just, nope, nope. That was too far, friend. It was about to be discernment. <laughs> Know her, okay? <laughs> you want to talk about a friend and a confidant. <laughs> okay? That girl discernment, she looks out for you. <laughs> mm. But uh, we move on to Papa. He out there terribly playing basketball. Listen, he got the ugliest jump I've ever seen in my mm. goddamn life for a black questioning man. I, sir, I, I felt defended. I felt defended. I mean, black men aren't a monolith, so I wasn't offended by that. I just was like, well, you could have just been out by the pool reading a book, but if that's what you choose to do. And she was like, you know, this nigga can't shoot. And I was like, yeah, he I would have said shoot. the same shit. <laughs> he, he really couldn't shoot old lying ass robot built ass nigga. Okay. How, how you up here built like a fucking machine? And you can't make a fucking layup, my nigga. Listen, how? How? Old, old Decepticant ass nigga. Decepticant. Fair enough, Frank. Fair enough. Anyway. Decepticant nigga. 
she asked him who else he's been playing with with his balls and if Lyrica has been. And of course, you know, he's like, No, I'm here for you. Lying like shit. And so then she's like, Are we fucking or what? <laughs> she's like, Well, what if Lyrica likes you? And he's gonna lie, talking about, oh, he's only there for Tokyo Tony and not Lyrica. I was like, boy, boy. I was like, sir, we had we literally have the bean footage of you rubbing lotion. Listen, thinking you little fears talking about a bitch with good lotion rubbing on her, and you gonna sit here and play in our face talking about you here for Tokyo Tony, sir, sir, mm-hmm. sir. But we'll see, cause I don't know if Tokyo Tony is kidding around or she about to try to make it a competition between her and Lyrica about who gonna fuck Popeye. But we'll mm-hmm. see. So, Mister. Mr. Salsa. Come on with it. I've been waiting for us to get here. This motherfucker. <laughs> first of all, you look like a Cuban Mario Mario. <laughs> That's first and foremost. I want you to know that. Okay. Stand in it. With, no, in like, it. with no Luigi next to you. Okay, listen, no power stars for you up here, motherfucker. Although I guess you can be the Cuban, you can be the Cuban Mario and Tokyo Tony be your Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis, when I tell you that I love you and hate you at the same time, because I'd be goddamn if that bitch ain't built like Yoshi. Actually, I would probably say Lyrica is the Yoshi and Tokyo Tony is more the Goomba, but. Come on, <laughs> anyway, so this fool is outside with some goddamn headphones on, salsa ing by himself in the grass, saying Tokyo Tony, Tokyo Tony. <laughs> he said that. He said that the whole fucking episode. So yeah. what really fucked me up about this is that I know exactly what he sounded like. Do you remember the part in White Chicks when they was in that ice cream shop? Curtis. <laughs> Tell me he didn't sound like Martin, I mean Marlon, where he was dressed up like (laughs) I kill him. I kill him. (laughs) I tell her. Oh my god. Oh my god. Whatever, bitch, you you see it. (laughs) Why, Fred? Why are you like this? Because I can't unsee that shit now. I am here to bridge the gap. <laughs> you are here to stand the truth for trespass. <laughs> Tokyo Tony. <laughs> I was like, all right, I, sure. So I like got, you know what? I almost said something very problematic. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it, but I'm thinking it. Just know I'm thinking it. But yeah, so this bozo out here dancing by himself. So she, you know, come out there and you know, you're like, oh, you know, I'm going to teach you how to salsa. And I'm just like, this nigga out here dancing about him. He in his own world. He, you know what? He he like the Cuban Star Lord. Yes. Just be in his own fucking world with his little headphones on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he tries to teach her how to salsa. She asked him if he jacked off to the video he took of her dancing at the strip club. This nigga said yes twice last night. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Oh, like so. Okay, so Tokyo Tony not the only horny one here. Got it. Could you could you be any more creepy, Mister Salsa? Listen, Mister Salsa, thank. 
two two regular people that might have been creepy, but we talking about Tokyo Tony. She liked that shit. Like that's what that's she's right. looking for. She looking for these men to be freaks. Listen, she and, Tokyo Tony is like, I need a man to tweet wreck me. Yeah. Yikes. Um <laughs> I don't that's all I got. Yikes. Because she already looked wrecked, but, you know. Good luck, everybody. I don't know the state of her vagina, so, you know, maybe. I don't mean it seemed like she needed, so I'm not going to take that away from you. Just because you're not the most attractive don't mean you don't deserve some dick, I suppose. I would like it to be kept away from me and my family and friends, but what can you do? So anyway, then she goes on to ask this motherfucker about cotton, the white man, the bisexual white man that she eliminated for having a crush on Mr. Salsa. And she was like, I'm talking about, oh, I'm just obsessed with men's asses. I'm like, girl, what? Well, you look like an ass, but that's neither here nor there act like one too but she was like you know i mean aren't you sad that he's not here no more you know, she's like if he was still here y'all would be sharing shirts and this nigga just standing there like well i mean played along with the shit i'm like sir i don't know sir was, i don't know if he was playing well i mean i mean because clearly the man is horny so he very horny mm. big horny I mean, yeah. I don't like to see it. Listen, but I mean, Mr. Salsa would not be the first nigga that's fucked some cotton. So it's like, whatever, you know? Yeah. He'd be like that nigga that was on ground uh, with the Mo Meats from Arby's trying to get a blowjob. Mo Meats! <laughs> thank you, Candace. You're welcome. I'm just, I'm just here to do, do ad libs like the Migos or some shit. <laughs> listen, Can you imagine listen. him on Grinder trying to pay for sex with like Cuban cigars or something? <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, I tell you, <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> I, I tell you, my friend, I got these cigars. I got something for you like, to smoke. Uh, it's not me. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, good luck, Mr. Uh, Salsa. You need it. Yes. Um, because then he goes on to say that he can be her slave. And she's talking about, well, you know, I'm a dominatrix. And I'm just oh, like, oh, like that, okay. that is on brand of shit. Shut up, like Candace said, but that is on brand of shit. You know, if I believed it, yes. But Tokyo Tony just seemed to say whatever. She ain't no dominatrix. The bitch just stupid. And mean. <laughs> she just mean. And dysfunctional. Like, yeah. you're not a dominatrix. You treat everybody in your life like that, down to your own fucking child, girl. Eat shit. Mm-hmm. She a dom bozo. She a yeah, basically. She a dumb bitch. Yep. I'm a dominatrix. No, you're a fool. Correct. You ain't got shit to show for being a dominatrix. Your daughter had to help you get this bag, bitch. Go lie to somebody else for you upset me. Mm-hmm. I, shit, I've seen that shit already. I said you afraid. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's for good reason. It's for good reason. So, um, she asked him also if he was using her for fame. And I was just like, I mean, maybe Girl. not fame. He might be using you for a green card, but not fame. <laughs> Curse. I mean, you ain't that famous, girl. Like, let's be honest. Leah, I, and the I fame was... that you have is from antics. Shit, the fame that you have is from your daughter, like Candace just said. I mean, mm-hmm. if we look at the material, girl, you and are... Hell, I don't even really know why the daughter famous, but, you know, here, we're, well, here we I are. Mean, I mean... That's no shade, China of the Black. Yeah. 
First but, of her name, stripper of bitches, but you know. I mean, <laughs> fuck up Rob Kardashian, I guess. I don't know. Oof. Damn. The ghetto. Well, I mean, hopefully, never mind. It's not, never mind. Um, <laughs> so she goes out on the balcony that night to meet up with Lyrica. Lyrica looked a fucking mess. Can we? Uh, is it time for us to talk about how ugly Lyrica is? I mean, we've been doing that, but she, like, when the camera got close to her face, I was like, Oof. wow, you're uglier than Tokyo Tony. What a feat. Like, the fact that they zoomed in, put us in a perfect picture, well, not perfect, but put us at a angle of Tokyo Tony, Lyrica Garrett, and Tokyo Tony was not the ugliest motherfucker. I was just like... Because Lyrica looked I... like a bulldog in the face, first and foremost. Uh, she looked like that, that swole bulldog that used to beat up Tom on Tom and Jerry. Oh, my God, Curtis. Yes. Yes. She got like, if that bulldog, like if that bulldog got infected from 28 days later, it would be Lyrica Gaddy. Like her, her face just looks dead. I mean, that might and be that on account something. of the makeup. I don't know. I just know that That's it's like a cross bitch. between a, a catfish and a bulldog. But A bullfish. You know, you know, I mean, go off, sis, because a nigga still want to fuck you. So, you know. Well, I mean, straight niggas will fuck anything, so I don't know if we can really use that as a Well, metric, so. points were made. I mean, that's fair. But, a, you know, a nigga with a nice body want to fuck you. So I guess take that for what it's worth. Or not. I mean, I don't know. You still can't sing and you're still ugly, so. <laughs> and that's what we're let's, <laughs> let's come back to the root. <laughs> Summertime, bitch, I will fight you. <laughs> I am still so upset that that song was so bad. And the other songs that you did on the show that they had on the show that you performed and all of that shit is bad, girl. Terrible. Where did you get the money to make an album? Terrible! Like, did you go for me? You know what? I almost went to a very shady and dark place. Let me shut up. She been oh. saving. She been saving her love and hip hop Hollywood checks for this, I guess. Listen, because the damn show ain't been from A one giving her anything or lyrical for that matter. So, I mean, I don't know if I would. We talking about a grown ass man that's trying to do a dance challenge in a diaper. So, mm. <laughs> well, mm. well. With them damn, with them damn dreads looking like them ropes that you uh, play with in gym and shit. So, you know, with them borrowed dreads. Mm. Um. So they start having this conversation, and Tokyo's talking about eliminating someone, and she t- says that she's thinking about getting rid of Popeye. And lyrical face damn near cracked. She was yes. like, "Why would you get rid of Popeye? Why would and- you get rid of the dick that I'm trying to sort, girl? What are you doing?" Listen, and Tokyo was like, we're not doing this shit, like, girl. And I mean, Lyrica just started going off, like, like a I don't to want him, he for you, and Lying. I don't understand, and blah, 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 blah. Talking about, and then, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't make me rock your world. And Tokyo and I, was like, so rock it. <laughs> let, let's park it right here because Lyrica, ma'am, ma'am, Lyrica Garrett Senior, whatever the fuck you go by, ma'am, yeah. we have seen Continued footage, footage, my bad, I'm sorry, I'm drunk. We have seen continued bean footage 
of A1's mama beating you the fuck up on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I know good She ain't never weird. really beat her up. They almost tried, but she can't fight, and you could tell. Yeah. If somebody yes. knocked the collagen out that goddamn bulldog. And face. of all people, Tokyo Tony, we know that she will beat Tokyo the dog Tony's shit about to fight out of her own goddamn daughter. Girl, what? Uh, fair. Points was made. Points was made. And I could tell Tokyo Tony was like she was playing her. I'm you trying to take it there, and I'm not. So I'm gonna make a joke. But we both know who ass would get whooped if it goes in that direction. Yes. Yeah. And you told on yourself by being so protective of Popeye. I mean, she been telling on herself the whole season, every episode. Like, girl, just take that nigga to the side and fuck him and get it over with. Not even that. Like, just be honest about how you feel about him. Let Tokyo eliminate him and then fuck him. But that part, I'm not really interested in no theatrics between the two of y'all. That's what the men are for. Yes. So there's that. I really wish that they would have done this with somebody else like. Mama D or like Jim Jones mama or Oh my god, yes. <laughs> mama saying? Jones, she is a but hot they they, mess. they confrontational and they would have beat her the fuck up too. I was gonna say, or maybe that's true. I don't know. Like we need a mama that's like with the mess, but not enough with the mess. No, you know what they should have done? They should have got one of the OGs. They should have got Tiffany New York Pollard. Oh, nigga. Money. But they I probably couldn't it. afford her. I was about yeah. to say, yeah. But if they, if that, if, if they knew each other, because it really don't seem that they need to be friends, because I don't, I don't know if I believe this friendship between Lyrica and because uh, it Tokyo feels Tony. Forced. It don't it even feel forced. forced. It feel like they don't really care either way. <laughs> they feel, you know, it feel like they just pretty neutral on the shit. But anyway, we got more show to cover. So Lyrica is like, okay. Let's make a challenge, uh, a drinking and smoking challenge. Cause on brand is shit. like, you know what I'm saying? Like I need a drink and I need to smoke. And so Lyrica was like, well, let's just make it a challenge then. And I'm like, Ooh, did, mm. where are we going to go with this? We shall. Nothing about this is going to end well. Find out. So. The next thing we know, they meet Lyrica and Tokyo Tony outside at a table. And they're thinking, oh, we're going to play some pool or some blackjack. Not pool. We're going to play some blackjack or some poker. Uh, Of course, Popeye finds a way to sit next to Lyrica. Mm. Mm -hmm. Cookie Monster was was out there dressed like Blank Man. Had on a motherfucking mask and all kinds of shit. I'm like, what is all this shit he got? How did he bring all of this shit to this house? You know what he was looking like to did he have? Tuxedo but you know what, that's Santa Claus, so you know, he got magic. That's probably how he did it. Yeah, Tuxedo so, Bozo. Santa Claus with no sternum. Mm, how dreadful. So the point of the challenge is they got to run back to Tokyo Facts. And if they get it right, they don't have to drink and smoke. But if they get it wrong, then they got to drink and they got to smoke. And we smoking weed, okay? We smoking actual bloods. So the first question was, how old am I? And Big Nigga had to 105. Because Big Nigga said, what did he say, 50? And she was like, nigga? Yes. Yeah, he said 50. Yeah, he, you know, talking about he don't drink and he don't smoke, so he damn near died from taking a hit of the blunt. Mm 
Nigga, you got five, six goddamn kids. I know you fucking lying talking about you don't partake in proclivities. I mean, he might not. I mean, uh, you know, his kids are not no determining factor of that because he may not even be a full-time dad, so. (laughs) Fair. I'm just saying, you know, let's not give too much credit where we don't know if the credit is due or not. I mean, he got five kids, six kids. I would assume his credit is not, you know what, let me not be completely trash. Well, the good credit is gone, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for taking that out of you, friend. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's deal with what we got here. The next question she asks is, uh, what sh- what's my shoe size? And Mr. Salsa said 37, and he got it right. I'm assuming that's like European size. I... Yeah, cause I didn't. Yes. I didn't care to look yes. it up though, but I'm. I'm pretty sure that's like. Cause European I was like, sizing. I don't know much, but I'm like a 36 in women's. She wears style? seven. She wears seven in women's. Okay, thank you, friend. Because I was like, I don't know much, but I know this is not right. Yeah. yeah. So, Mr. Salsa got that right. You know, because the whole thing is who did their Googles, who did their homework to find out more about Tokyo Tony. Right. So the next question she asked, you know, if I could, where would I go? And the inmate nigga, of course, did not do his homework because... I mean, he looked slow, so... He don't even look slow to me. He just looked lazy, and he looked like he expect his body and his light skin to have women swooning all over him, so... Which is typical for a nigga that been in jail. To, uh, not even just niggas in jail. Mm. It's ugly you know what, that's all right, when we... Who feel the same way, so... Yeah, when we get to um, Black Ink, that... Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, so he was hating on Mr. Salsa when he got the question right, only for him to turn around and get his question wrong. And that's what I'm saying. You a stupid nigga because you know you didn't do your research. Why would you get mad at somebody else for getting the question right? Like, he act like he's still in, in school. Like, you teasing the kid that knows the answers while you sitting back there dumb as fuck, don't know shit. Well, like, he, he seemed like he seemed like a nigga that only got his GED, so... He got it in jail. Um, <laughs> next curve. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he, of course, because since he got the answer wrong, he got a drink and smoke. But because he on probation, he refused to hit the blunt. Um, and then she said, Romy Rome looks like he hits the glass pipe. And when I tell you, I about fell out of my chair. Because, <laughs> I mean, when you look at the material. How about fell out of my chair when she said I, that? I mean, because he looked like he about to fall out of his chair. So, I mean. The next question she asks, how many husbands have I had? And then Romy Rome says four, including me, which was wrong. Even Lyrica got it wrong, though. So he ended up having to take a double shot and smoke. The next question she asks, what is my daughter's name? And the surfer nigga, what's his uh, no name? No name. No yep. name said Black China. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked at him like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> so, of course, he got it wrong. But we talking about a surfer boy from the suburbs. So he right. was hitting the drink and, and, and the blunt. Like, he it was, was a regular Thursday night. Like, Listen, he was like the he... only one trying to actually get fucked up. 
Like he do this on a regular basis. Let me tell you something. That motherfucker was higher than Rihanna on the day that ends on Y. Let me tell you. Listen, he was out of. He there. was like, I've been here before. Like all these old niggas, they can't compete when it comes to getting fucked up because I do this on a regular basis. Which I mean, if we looking at the nigga, he look he had his hair looks like a bunch of fries from Rally. So can we really be surprised that this nigga gets fucked up on a daily basis? Nigga, hair look like egg noodles. Uh, you're not wrong, friend. You're not wrong. But he was like, yeah. He was like, I do this shit at home every day. So it's like, okay. whatever. He's like, I wreck up with two blunts. Wiz Khalifa ain't got shit on me. Mm-hmm. And I believe it. Um, The next question, he's, she says, how many times do I like to do it in a day? And she was like, in the hint, it's over seven. So of course this answer, this question goes to Cookie Monster because y'all just want to gross us out. Yes. But he talking about my limit is 17 times in 24 hours. Bitch, what and so she asked him if he could handle that, and he says, I think we could make it 20. And I Curtis, was like Curtis, I don't know about you, friend, but when I when they got to this part in the episode, I literally closed my laptop. And waited at least 10 minutes before I started watching the show again. Because I was like, bitch, y'all are fucking nasty and y'all playing on my face and I don't appreciate this shit. I just felt like it was a missed opportunity because when he said that, I would have had a Cialis ad pop up. But, you know, that's just me. <laughs> You're marketing my friend. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> 20 times in one day and you 70 years old with no sternum, sir. I know you fucking, sir. You look like you can't. And I'm like, you ain't. If you truly don't have no sternum, is sexual activity like? Is don't you need a doctor's note? (laughs) I was about to say, sir. You 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 need to be in a hospice somewhere. I mean, he seemed like he can get up and go around, but I mean, I don't know. I'm really tired of this old white man. Like, no age discrimination. You know what he looks like. We know he's not gonna get chosen. So you know what he looks like. He looks like a racist characterization of somebody on South Park. Like if you made Eric Cartman skinny, it would be Cotton or whatever the nigga name is. It would be who? You never watched South Park, friend? No, I got enough white trash in my life. Um, Never mind. So the next question she says, uh, uh, let me see. No, she didn't have a question. She, uh, for some reason, she just got up and was like, everybody drink, everybody smoke. But she only made the ones who had not already drank and smoked do it. So she could have just said, hey, you three, drink and smoke. Yeah, you know she got to be extra, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about she rowing the boat and it took me a few minutes to realize that she was like doing the Megan the stallion thing but mm-hmm. unsuccessfully <laughs> and uh she made Popeye Mr. Uh, Salsa do both where some of the rest of them she just made them drink then she asked what's my favorite color Big D says black and he got it right then she asked what color panty she had on he said black again and he was wrong so then he had to drink and smoke. And then the last question she asked is, who should get eliminated next? And Mr. Saucer put on his hating pantaloons and <laughs> said, Romy Rome. And then he brings up the crab leg incident. And she was like, nigga, what? 
<laughs> she did not give a single solitary fuck. She was like, why didn't you beat his ass then? I was like, what? she was like, you know, you, you took my food. He took my food. And she was like, uh-huh. Did you beat his ass? Because otherwise, I don't want to hear it. But what had me hollering is Romy Romney, his confessional. Because he was like, oh, Sauce ass, Cuban ass, taco burrito eating ass, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, listen, what, what you fucking with me for? <laughs> listen, listen, you thought he was Candace with the racism. Truly, he, had, he was going off. That shit had me hollering. <laughs> Come um, on, Ratchet. Come on, Ratchet Rome. So we get to the elimination. The inmate nigga turned into Wanye Morris when she asked him to hum a tune. So that made me laugh. This nigga went full Brian McKnight. And I was just like, (laughs) if he had been started singing, talking about, let me show you how your pussy works, I would have, I would have ascended. I would have fell out. I would have fell out. Y'all would have had to find another co host because I would have been unable to continue listening. But you know, they don't have my comedic mind, I guess. So I mean they don't have a mind, period, friend. So well, I mean, I mean I look at the material. Imagine doing no show like this and I just got out of jail after fifteen years. Well, he but, looked like a nigga that don't make good decisions. So Well, I mean, he said that, you know, I'm like, yeah, he'd been in jail fifteen years, but even before that long stint, he had been in and out of jail. So And he looked like all it. of that Trump did this for me and all that's why that shit um got on my nerves because it's like nigga you put yourself in that position this ain't it ain't like you fucked up one time and then went to jail yeah it's like nigga you've been been in jail you've been in and out of jail you've been in jail since obama you've been in jail since bush here you might have even been in jail since Clinton. so this ain't got shit to do with trump this is a you problem yes this is a you being a trash nigga but you know whatever so No Name, a.k.a. Surfer Dude, got eliminated because she was like, yeah, but when you was dancing at the strip club, I didn't see no balls. <laughs> now, if you remember, he didn't actually dance. He just went out there and, and threw all his clothes off. Yeah. Um, but he had on, like, some tight, some like, black briefs. And she was like, yeah. no balls. The only dance, quote-unquote, move he did was like he got on the floor and then just shook his ass. And it was... Yeah, that's not a memory that I need. Um, she still I mean, thinks Mr. Salsa cares about cotton, so that's funny. Talking about they're gonna be sharing shirts, and then she asks Big Nigga to lift her. <laughs> this nigga puts her in like a bear hug and barely lifts her off the ground. And Lyrica and Tokyo Tony were so disgusted he was immediately let, eliminated. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Big Nigga. I have not sweated and slaved in the gym for 84 years for you to be out here misrepresenting big niggas like this. You goddamn charlatan ass nigga. Because didn't she say, like, pick me up like Peter Pan or some shit? Like something where, or like a ballet? Like, yes. And he didn't use his actual hands to lift her. He just lifted her. This is is what happens when you skip leg day, nigga. This is what the fuck happens. Well. You got there big and shit. You up here working security and shit. You can't even lift Tokyo Tony. You can't even lift nobody. You up here struggling, weaving and wobbling like somebody weave and shit. Fuck you, big nigga. What the fuck? Pretty much. I was, I was out. Curtis, let me tell you something. I was hollering, friend. This motherfucker was struggling like he was mighty boss or something. Because I'm just like, how is it you can break up fights and shit? But you can't lift Tokyo Tony. But you can't lift Tokyo Tony. <laughs> 
and you know what kind of freak nasty bitch she is, you know she was gonna be wanting to be lifted. Okay. During you know Quetus. So it's like, you what was this? you gonna do? You needed you know to be eliminated. A, Your kids you know need a, you, nigga. Go the fuck on somewhere. Yes. You know this an aerodynamic ass bitch. You know she wanted to be lifted and you you were struggling, nigga. You are a hundred, you got down four hundred pounds and you were struggling. <laughs> I would eliminated you too, nigga. Go go be a family man. That's what you need to do instead of being on here. Yeah. I mean, good luck with that, but yeah. Mm. Go on, go on gone so um it was a little bit of a teaser for the next episode we might get three eliminations so i'm hoping that they wrap this up in the next yeah. four weeks three to four this weeks. is episode what curtis this was episode five if i'm not mistaken we don't need no more than maybe eight yeah i'm thinking eight we yeah. might get ten but i'm hoping that we only get eight because that's really all we need because there's not even really any serious prospects so there's no point in drawing this out it's just funny because the antics are so ridiculous it's just so crazy to me that these men are willing to go through these hoops to allegedly have a chance with tokyo tony right to even be on the show with tokyo tony like huh like how much you think they get paid curtis not enough i'm sure Mm. Listen, they probably getting paid in those stripper G strings, so it's just <laughs> like you know, <laughs> <laughs> they get paid. They get paid in Target gift cards. Not even because that costs money. <laughs> That's true. Because as much as I love Target, them motherfuckers are extremely high. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying anything other than some shit that they already had and they regifting costs mm. money. You know what I mean? Because for the most part, they've been doing the bare minimum with this show, like. We ain't barely seen them do anything, go anywhere, eat anything. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like most shows, yeah. we see all of that stuff. Yeah, we at least have one trip, at least. It looked like they had one low country ball and didn't have enough crab legs. <laughs> so it's just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm doubting the funds, you know? Yeah. That's all. I mean, this is Zeus Network, so it's like, you know, it's not BH1 or nothing like that. But anyway, that's the end of the episode. So I'm gonna throw it to Candice. So let's we go, can friend. Go to yeah. Chicago. Yeah, Come on with it, friend. Let's Chicago. go. I ain't gonna try to stay here too long. We didn't had y'all for long enough now. Right. But uh <sighs> I wanna get to the I wanna get to the funny shit. Um first off, <sighs> Ashley, please. Ugly, you ugly bitch. You ugly. No, you we've been established you ugly. You insecure and you stayed knowing that you could not rebuild trust with this man, even though from what we've seen, I what we've seen, can't say what he's doing off the cameras. The last time he was doing some shit off the cameras, but was still on the cameras, if you know that what I'm saying. Yeah, we say because that shit looked lit, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, but from what we've seen from last season and this season, he's trying to be about some, some better shit, okay? Yeah. He's trying to do the right thing. If you're not going to do the work to rebuild trust, please stay off our TV screen unless y'all is damn near on the brink of separation and divorce. <laughs> we do not need to see y'all in between moments. We truly do not give a fuck. For real, for no. real. And we definitely nope. don't need to see you being weird and insecure every fucking scene. If a motherfucker can't go out with his friends and be the wingman because he married and he can't get no bitches, then what's, the, what's his purpose? Yeah, he might as well stay home with you. That's literally that's literally the game. I am yep. the wing woman. Ask Taylor. I will run <laughs> and I will run interference on your behalf if you see something you like. 
Shout I out got to you. Yes, shout out to the Titty Titan. I got <laughs> you. The Gucciana Grandis. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. it was not that deep. And then you go and you show up where he's at, trying to keep tabs on him, looking the fuck stupid. You show Listen, up, he ain't doing shit. Her he girlfriend dragging nothing. the fuck out of her. Like, girl, why the fuck is Dawn here? They needed to because that meanwhile, outing was supposed to be for the friends. Exactly. Meanwhile, she has manipulated and played games with her friends so she could go check up on him. You a weirdo, and if I was your friend, I would have cussed you smooth i would have cussed your ass out like a dog yep. i would have got down your throat bitch you would have been apologizing and on top of apologizing because the shit was stupid just to walk up in there and they all just chilling ain't no bitches <laughs> in their section ain't nobody in nobody face they just cooling the fuck out you are stupid and shout out to ryan for saying they look like a broke ass in vogue because he ain't Cause he, he did not lie like actually yeah. how are you ugly and all your friends ugly well, they weren't ugly. They just stupid. Well, that's fair. They, they fair just enough. stupid. Because as soon as I would have walked in as her friend and seen Don, bitch, I would have walked right back out and called yep. me an Uber to go somewhere where her nigga wasn't, where she was trying to keep tabs on them. Don't yeah. use me for your insecurities in your marriage. They're like, be yeah. honest with me. Like, girl, I just want to go to this spot and see what the fuck Don on, then we can head somewhere else. I would have respected that. Like, all right, bitch, let's go. Let's see what the mm-hmm. fuck is up. But you know, she, it a day. she's too stupid for that. She's very yeah. fucking stupid. Right. And then wigs is fucking stupid. And Big Fish ain't give y'all no better wig budgie. It's only your wigs, bitch. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you think about it, because even as Bozo is even Charmaine's no wigs, wigs have better. been all right. Like, come Rachel's, on, give it a Rachel's fucking... wigs always been on point. Shit, who else? Well, that's Rachel. Shit. I think that'd be Rachel Hare. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She had braids for a while. Even yeah, the, even, like, the, braids, even, the yeah. even the British girl, new girl, she her hair don't be looking a mess. I mean, she a bozo, but her hair don't be looking a mess. It's, it's just, just Ashley. It's just I mean, Ashley, fucking stupid. It's like she trying too hard to to look and be different with her. Yeah, weed. it's like you when just... you gonna be the same old Ashley, bitch. I already <laughs> told you what that was about. She's never gonna be nothing other than what you are. Is ugly insecure with them fucking braces. <laughs> Curtis, uh, is that going to be on part of the compilation episode, Candace Dragon? Ashley for being ugly? No, nah, that was way long ago. Damn. Yeah, that was a while back. But, um, and so now we could, we could cut back. So first, first and foremost, Ryan, thank mm. you for mm. doing yourself some justice and handling your business and your your kids and your and ma- yes. giving your kids a space where y'all could come and spend time together outside that shop you never a had no business lucrative ass you never had no business sleeping on no air mattress if you didn't want to get a place yet you could have went and got a hotel room or something stay you with your just, mama something you was being a bozo and that's on you but i'm glad you snapped out of it um mama mama henry girl mm. Uh, it's over between him and Rachel. Rachel has made her position <laughs> known. Rachel has made it known that she has no interest in doing anything other than co-parenting. Um, please stop trying to force that on your son because you will push him back into a bad headspace. Yep. Like that's the worst thing in the world is when you break up with somebody and everybody else keep trying to make y'all be together. That's fucking annoying. It really is. Or keep trying to make you have memories of them, keep stuff you know, that's about them around pictures, gifts, blankets, clothing, shit like that. Let it go. 
let it go. Give your son a chance to move on, yeah. heal, be single, and do his thing. Rachel is not interested. She is not. She done playing the game with Ryan. I know you hate to see it. I'm sure you love her because you probably know. Uh, you probably know her inside and out because even when they haven't been together, she's been around. But let them move on in peace, honey. Please. And use better discernment because how how did you think it was a good idea for you to do this after this man literally was in a depression behind not being able to get this relationship back and be under the same roof with Rachel and their kids. Exactly. Like literally in a yeah, whole depression. If, what, yeah, even, you know, whether he fucked up or not, it put him in a depression. Stop trying to remind him of her. It is what it is. He's like, yeah. you said, he gonna always I mean, have love for her. That's the mother of his kids. He gonna always fuck with her. But she don't want him, and he got to move on. Yeah. As much as we give you your roses, Mother Henry, and you deserve them, but in this instance, you was being the fuck stupid. And this is not that it, I don't need, I won't even say she was being stupid. She was just doing that thing that parents tend to do, you know, when they, when they child has somebody really great in their life and they child fucked it up and they just keep trying to push it to fix it, fix it, fix it. Yeah. Leave, leave it alone. And shout out to foreign Don yeah. for being like, Oh, nah, no, put that yeah. shit up. Get that shit out of here. Yeah, you this, can't bring no, yeah. you can't bring no hoes to the crib with Rachel's pictures every goddamn where y'all. <laughs> up. Nah, we right. good fam. We straight. And Ryan felt the same way. He like, she done, we done. Let me put these pictures in this motherfucking box and go on about my business. Yeah. Boom. Let's slide over to Second City Eat for a minute because yeah. in, the pregame, in the Second pregame, we all, yeah, in the pregame, we all had an issue. I can't think of the girl's name. She's kind of that, she's kind of forgettable in that sense. But bad tattoos, in, that's her name. Yeah, she came into the shop after the uh pajama party incident, and Charmaine and the British bitch get on her case about his what's his name? Trav, Trev, whatever. Zach. Zach. They get on Zach's case about they get on Zach's case about on her case about Zach's behavior. That's the yes. thing that really, really, really pisses me off and has not changed is that when men fuck up, women are constantly held accountable for straight men's behavior. Even by other women. women. Meanwhile, the nigga somewhere over in his light skin feelings and shit. That literally had nothing to do with her. That was not her problem. His ass should have been called to the carpet for it. And he should have been reprimanded. Yeah. Especially, especially when y'all felt that way anyway. As we get, y'all know, Candace gonna get to it later on the episode. Like y'all felt that way anyway that he was at fault and he a bitch. So like, why not bring it to him instead of charge a hub for the not shit? To I didn't be understand funny, that. But why not just let him go? Yeah, that part. That's the thing. Like Charmaine, especially been doing Charmaine, all this. like you, you co-owner the shit. Like you have the authority. Well, like, I'm a, but I'm gonna get there, friend. Give me a minute. Oh, Charmaine ahead, has done all this him and Han about things being different from black from Nia Mag, mm. and she's not acting like a boss. That's some one one and done type behavior. You yep. come to a company mm. event, you show your ass like that, you fire. You out of here. You out of here. Throw your ass up to the work to your job Christmas party and act a whole goddamn fool and see what happened. Bet yep. you get let go. Mm. We'll see Nothing. your pink slip. Yeah, nothing that nothing that happened at that 
pajama party between Fly Tatted and the girl was so egregious that he had to carry on like that, other than he is a typical light skinned nigga. No, he no, even worse, he's got abusive tendencies. Yeah. Like he's got he's possessive. Abuser. He's possessive, jealous, impulsive. He reacts very volatile. Like from to, trying to, to isolate funny, her. Trying to isolate her, all that to be funny, trying to force her to put their business out before she's ready. All of that is like key signs of somebody who ends up being abusive. And her. She didn't went and had a conversation with the nigga, and I got my only issue with her is that she is playing games with his feelings. She does not feel nearly the way that he feels for her about him. No, nope. she, she wants fuck to. Him. She wants to fuck. Yeah, she well, she's nothing wrong with that, but be honest no. with the nigga. Well, she but he is not. And- he not the type of man that can do casual sex. He's shown that to be true. Yeah. yeah, and she he's needs not, to just he, cut her losses and move the fuck on. Correct. He don't want casual sex from her. He wants to be her man. Wants to have a full blown relationship. A controlling wants man. Wants everybody to know about it, and she just want to fuck and act like they don't know each other in the shop. She has to stop playing games, like like Curtis said. Cut your losses. He's just showed you that he got a lot of dysfunction in him, baby. You should be running in the opposite direction, and that's if anything. Thing. That sticks out to me, oh, and that's what a lot of women don't do. They get all these red flags and still stick around. If anything, well, I can't judge too much, but it seems like the nigga, if she wanted just to fuck, which clearly she does, and just be single, which there's nothing wrong with that, especially because niggas are trash. It seems like Fly will probably be the, be the nigga. No, that she, she don't do need to with, do that in the shop, period. And the British bitch and Charmaine need to stand up and say it with their chest. No yes. fraternization in the fucking shop. And y'all have shown why. So don't ask us why. Don't ask us to make no exceptions. And if you can't handle it, then one of you needs to quit. We expect Absolutely. one of y'all's resignation by the end of the day, or we expect to have Absolutely. in writing and I would, that y'all will not be fraternizing. And we're going to update the policies. I was about to say, contract. I would be sending out amended contracts. No fraternizing in the shop period if you feel that strongly about somebody in this shop you need to like curtis said hand over your resignation find somewhere else to tattoo because you can't bring that bullshit in here because there's no way that you can be with somebody working that closely and when i'm not like maybe if this was like a some big huge ass company or some shit where it was all these many different departments Y'all on different yeah. floors or different like buildings or whatever. Like 150 people working and shit. Or more than that, just a bigger company. But literally, it's seven or eight of y'all in that shop working close in proximity. There's no way to not bring your personal issues to that job when y'all are having it out. Yeah. I agree. The, I agree with y'all. I agree with y'all. The fact I just that, that, again, I that, you saw all of this happen in 9MAG and you right. just sitting back letting it happen again. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I agree with y'all, and I'm gonna want a court. I just know it ain't gonna happen because, again, this should have been dead at jump with Charmaine literally not only seeing it, but also participating in it in 9 Meg. And she's just like, oh, this is gonna be different. Girl, what? But even if it wasn't her, the British bitch who claims she's the, the, the shop she's manager, the, yeah, girl power, that should have been a, a choice that you, but she, her girl power is tainted by misogyny. So yeah, that's a word, Curtis. <laughs> Damn. It is. Yeah. Damn, you did Absolutely. that, friend. Damn. 
Because yeah. everything that she, everything, whenever she talk about girl power, it's all, she always holding the women accountable. She yeah. ain't held the men accountable for shit, but want to micromanage the men. Like, which is it? You all over the map, girl. And I ain't talking about the globe. Because we know your ass ain't been nowhere. Yeah, so, and and that's, we're going to put a pin in this because we're going to come back to it. Yes, uh, because I, mm. We're going mm. to head back over to the bar. And huh, Kitty shows up. Ryan told me. <laughs> Looking mm, damn good. And, and that reminds me, this is episode four, Second City. Welcome, Kitty. Kitty shows up at the bar, looks looking amazing. Listen, okay? yes. Ryan was Smitty with that kitty. <laughs> yeah. Smitty with Kitty, show that's title. the show title. Thank you. Show yeah. I have been waiting on something to come through, but yes. thank you. Um, yes. she, <laughs> Ryan looks very smitten <laughs> with Kitty. Um, mm. And as they were sitting there together, all I could say was, I, I, I would like to see it. They look good together. Listen, let me um, tell you something. The funny part is, a part of me wonders how much of this is fabricated because apparently this is post her having that big fallout with C's in, mm-hmm. in New York and mm-hmm. getting fired and stuff. If Kitty and Ryan did indeed finally fuck, I am prepared to put some respect on her motherfucking name because let, let me, me tell you something. Absolutely. If a Kitty motherfucker did this fired after, you, well, it was after because they rolled the bean footage. So she yeah. went to Chicago after she was fired and her and C's fell out. We don't know for sure if they fucked or not, but I feel but like they did. did. They alluded to it because the way yeah, he was like, if we go to the next spot, that means you got to cook breakfast. And she was and like, she okay. was like, okay. And he was like, I'm serious though. And she was like, okay, let's go. So Let me give I'm a standing ovation here, right like, now. You deserve because that is my type of carrying on. You not gonna, you didn't, you got fired, you got cussed out, you got your personal business exposed and all kinds of shit. Nigga. By not just an ugly nigga, but a but a worthless bitch who don't take care of her kids. So you are indeed entitled to that dick because you went through hell for some dick you hadn't got yet. Yep. You if might you did, well but if you go uh, listen, and now if you might as well had, you, you might as well be well. a bitch. Thank you. I would have like, same I, shit. I would have been on I, the next thing smoking sooner. As soon as he fired, I would have got me a flight from Cleveland to Chicago. When I left that shitty prom i would have been going straight to the airport i would have got got that dick before the prom as soon as he fired me in cleveland i would have been on my way to chicago i would have been riding that baloney pony oh yeah i I forgot she didn't get fired then then i would have came to that prom with ryan as my date that's what i would because i mean we said it on here before but it bears repeating and ryan confirmed in this episode all that carrying on sees did like this my friend, this my bro. You are Him a motherfucking liar. They are, are not so friends. I mean, I appreciate so the energy, best. but I wouldn't have put Ryan in that position personally. Yeah. Well, when you a when you a stupid ass, cutthroat, dumbass New York nigga like C's is, you gonna always do whatever you can to uh try to make yourself look like the victim you're not the victim ryan ain't your fucking friend y'all on sister shows y'all are associates at and you didn't even you didn't even put ryan in that position because y'all never knew each other y'all just became associates at best since both shows have been airing Yep. y'all had no connection until then let's be candid because you are definitely up on the instagram more than me 
has Ryan ever really like really posted posted Black Ink New York like that? Because mostly he should be local, when he, right? Um, when he is with like when he has been at events and shit with C's, he will post it. But again, if you go back, like just me following him or you know keeping up with his Instagram and his Twitter since like season one of Chicago, they had no, they were not friends. They did not know each other like that at that point. This C's just really you. came about since Ryan and C started popping up at the same tattoo conventions mm-hmm. and showing love because they they sister shows. Yeah. This they've been friends since then. And C's even that used shit. to show C's ain't never used to show love to Black Ink Chicago and shit like that. No, no, and, no. This all new. Ryan sent shit. you a couple bottles of champagne and you done lost your fucking mind. You had that's just called that's just called being professional. Right, boys, y'all on up. the same network on the same brand, and you acting like Ryan grew up with you from day one. Sees fuck you, and I'm glad, Kitty. But possibly we definitely, we definitely know, we definitely know for a fact, Ryan and Sees are cut from a different cloth. They take loyalty very, very different because Sees is surrounded by people who have snaked him or don't have his best interests at heart. When Ryan figured Teddy. out who did not have his best interests <laughs> at heart. Um, he got the fuck. He got them to fuck from around him. Van. Period. <laughs> Van, yeah. Literally. Which, which, let me throw this in here real quick. It was brought up. Mm. It was asked to Van, um, in an interview that it ended up on BT why he's not on Chicago this season. And he said, ask VH1. Let me tell you something. Fuck you, BET, because I thought I was going to get some tea. And that motherfucker literally said, just ask oh, VH1. Hey, Girl, fuck you They wrote a whole article about that waste of uh, Bitch, you wasted yeah. bad strokes. talking. I thought I was going to get some tea, some crumpets, all type of shit. And you said, and this motherfucker just said, ask VH1. BET, girl, fuck y'all. And so that led me to Van. If you ever catch this podcast... If Curtis, makes, if, if Curtis makes a headliner from this clip, I want to ask you, was it worth it? Mm-hmm. Was it worth it going to bat with your A1 day one over Charmaine and can Kat? I can I say this and real when, quick? No, no, I'm getting this <laughs> off. Sit down for a second. Was it worth it going to bat with your A1 day one over Charmaine and Kat? Because the minute Charmaine was offered her own separate contract with Big Fish for Black Ink Chicago, she did not include you. We know for a fact that a lot of y'all have y'all own separate shops, but you come back together to film these Black Inks, right? We know that. She did not bring you into the fold at Second City Inc. to make sure you could get a check from Big Fish in in the Black Ink brand. Was it worth it, you fat Buick built bitch? Was it worth it? Tell us, was it worth it? Cause yes, you might have your own shop, but again, this this money you was getting from Black Ink that wasn't nothing but free money. You wasn't doing shit. You was literally just getting a check for being on camera. I'm being fair. Literally, was it worth it? I already know the answer. You stupid bitch. You ain't got an answer. It wasn't worth it. You lost a friendship and you lost a bag over. Matter of fact, you lost multiple friendships because four 
and Don loyalty have always been to Ryan and they have always known how to be neutral. And the one time Don was not, did not know how to be neutral. He found his ass on the outside looking in and he never made the same mistake again. Mm, What we can say is when Ryan fuck with you, he fuck with you heavy. A lot of y'all have never gone without due to Ryan Henry. We saw the shit with Charmaine when she was in all that financial trouble. We saw this shit with Danielle when Danielle was going through it with that ugly ass little skinny nigga that she just married. Ryan has always been there for y'all. We saw the same shit with Kat when Kat was going through it with four and all this other shit. Ryan was like, she was calling Ryan her big brother and so on and so forth. Y'all have never Mm. been left out in the cold with Ryan. Ever. Yeah. As long as y'all was loyal to him, he have been loyal to y'all. It wasn't worth it. It was not worth it. That dummy. In the words of Ryan, you chose them hoes over me. Mm. And look where it got you. Uh-huh. No. I just, I needed to get that off. Shout out to Ryan and Kitty. If y'all did do the do, I'm so happy for y'all. And I and hope I would it like was, to see it. I hope it was as good as I as my imagination made it out to be. So that's that. Um, we're gonna slide back on over to secondhand. Ink. Um, Secondhand bitches. So the help. Shout out. So shout, I like Fly Tatted. I like his story. I like what he represents. I like his transparency and his honesty. Um, and I like that he really takes his opportunity at Second City Inc. and being on this show very seriously. Also, yeah. you don't have a choice because you're on parole. But that's neither here, <laughs> right. that's neither here nor there. It's like, nigga, you kind of come with I ain't going to lie. I was, his daddy kind of got the juice, first off. I was looking at him like, you know what? You, you big kind of handsome felon motherfucker. I feel it. And sh- shout out to him for coming and supporting his son. And, him, and shout out to Fly Tatted for getting his daddy a check. He showed up yeah. in that one episode, but I guarantee you that one episode is gonna be some kind of check. It don't yeah, matter if it's a dope ass tattoo. Tattoo. Yeah. It don't matter if that check for thirty dollars. You you helped your daddy get a, a little check bit is of a stuff. check. Uh, and shout out to what's the one that we had on the boots? I can't remember his name. I don't. That know was back flipping in the boots. But Listen, shout out. I can't remember his shout, name. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. He remind me. Remember the one, um, the one guy who was uh yeah. acting like he was super a ninja, bitch. Was, super bitch. Yes. <laughs> she can give you. combo and she can give tattoos yes. as well. That's my nickname for you now, super bitch, because you was getting it in them boots and you a fly little motherfucker. Yeah. Real, real. Also, another thing about um uh, fly tat. Shout out for him. Shout out to him for being like Nipsey Hussle, but without the homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't see it on camera I, i'm not gonna give a straight man too much because we don't that's know fair. what kind of shit he be on outside them cameras but that's fair so zach comes zach comes in the shop and they all just chit-chatting and chopping it up um you know basically talking about how long the artists have been tattooing and this motherfucker Zach getting his feelings talking about he could tattoo circles around everybody. Oh, Drake in there. ass nigga. But we ain't seen you do a tattoo yet. Let me tell you, this motherfucker was talking to his boss, the British lady, like, girl, I if, give me a couple of years, I can run circles around you too. Nigga, what? But that's but that's the type of talk you should want to hear from your artist because they that means hey, I'm planning to keep leveling up, leveling up, leveling up till I'm the best of the best of the best. Cool, yeah. got you. 
However, and he he's a, from he, a fucked up place. Hold on, but he is a good tattoo artist because remember we saw his work on the couple's tattoo. Yeah. yeah. That oh, yeah, tattoo right. that he did that's, was fire. Yeah, so he is yeah. he's a good artist, better than the bitch he chasing after. Sure enough. I can tell you that. <laughs> so he can already tattoo circles around her. For real, for real. Um, but this this um this weird animosity he still got for fly tatted and then being passive aggressive and using this conversation to go at him. I don't get it. You feel threatened by that man. You see something in that man that your the girl that you want sees in him. Mm. Like you must feel an energy that radiates between fly tatted and bad tattoo bitch because you are constantly nitpicking at this man when he really do not want that bitch. I would that agree, won't. but I would say it's fabricated in his mind because they have both been very clear that they don't want each other. Yeah. So yeah. you going at this man for no reason. She don't even want him. Right. She don't really want you, Zach. For real, for and real. That's why that's you why in your feelings. Made. Right. He gets to going at Fly Tatted and Fly Tatted is trying to be cool. Like, hey, I'm on parole. I really can't catch no charges. I don't want to go back to jail. <laughs> but again, after a motherfucker keep disrespecting you, all that shit going to go out the door because you're going to want to put your, your fist in their throat. Yeah. He and like, so Zach, much. Really, he has no reason to have that animosity. Listen, the security couldn't even keep uh, Fly Tatted off Zach's ass. They had Listen. to go and get Zach. They like, all right, we can't, we can't get this nigga. Let's go get this little uh emotional ass, little Drake ass nigga because Black Tatty about to beat this nigga ass. Listen, it was talk like about two, the soul of a six four killer. Okay, it was like two security guards on Fly Tatty and like five on Zach. So and Fly Tatty still got loose. It was the British bitch that had to calm Fly Tatty down. Mm, she right. had to step in the line of fire because Fly Tatty was about to beat the security up. Yeah. He was like, get the fuck off me. I'll beat your ass and before here I get come to beat the, his here ass. come the British bitch talking about, I'm just so sad. Me and Charmaine been working to have positive energy in here, and this makes me sad. I can't it tell you. It wouldn't have been sad if y'all would have fired Zach. Instead if y'all would have done your land, jobs. Yeah, instead of trying to lambast the girl, if y'all would have got in touch with that motherfucker, y'all let him take multiple days off, not showing his face, and then just walk in the shop like shit was all good. How does that work? Then meanwhile, and 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 blessed her when he was the one that because, fucked up. How? Because because as soon as he walked in, he would have been handed a box of his belongings. Yep. Yep. Like here's and your I told him like your behavior at the pajama party. We can't go for that. We know that it's gonna bleed into the shop and everything else. So you gotta go, hun. We wish right. you all the best. We hope you find the shop that works for you, but it's not going to be this one because we don't tolerate that type of behavior and disrespect amongst employees. So yeah. here's your um, here's your luggage, Farrah. You're dismissed. So and you know what minute, pissed me off about that is that he was trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes, talking about what I was just looking out for. It wasn't even no jealousy. manipulation. I was just looking out for boy. Stop that line. You were looking out for you. You wasn't giving a fuck about her. At all, well, you were, but that's good, only because you saw her as property, right? You was that's looking out mine. for you Nobody and your should ego. play with my my Legos. That's mine, right? When that nigga clearly fly, he was clearly just having fun with his fellow coworker. You was looking out for you and your fragile ass ego, only to emphasize the point is that you are threatened by this man simply existing. You yes. picking a fight with this nigga over fucking tattoos and shit. 
just existing. You feel threatened by this man. And because I don't you know get it why shoes, specifically right? him. I mean, like Candace said, I guess it's his energy because you don't feel threatened by the other dude. You're clearly not threatened by the gay dude. You ain't threatened by the women. So what is it about Fly Tatted that got you so up in arms? Toxic masculinity. It ain't toxic. It's jealousy. It's jealousy it is. and idiocy. It's jealousy. it's jealousy. Yes, it's being a bo- fucking bozo. And now, hopefully, I in the previews, they don't say if he got fired or not. I hope he did. Because mm-hmm. even yeah. the British chick was calling him all type of uh, weak bitches and bitch-ass niggas and shit. So, hopefully, that means that he's being let go or whatever because all of that was totally unnecessary. But we will see. Black Ink is not coming on next week. So, it will not be in the lineup. It comes back January 1st on New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um and it looks like Ryan and Charmaine beefing because Ryan was telling Fly Tatted, like, if you sick of that shit they own over here, come over to Nine Mag. Ryan says it didn't go like that and that Fly Tatted was gassing it up. And he kicked Charmaine out and was like, get the fuck out of here with your non-tattooing ass. Let me and tell you I'm something. Here for it. Let me tell you something. I am it's- here. If I don't get Ryan here or nothing else, I am here for him keeping his foot on Charmaine, at least on the show, because well, Candace has brought up how in time. real life... Well, in real life, they seem to be getting along, but that could right. also be because she lost her mom, Yeah, she's like pregnant, there's a time lapse in and this that, that we have the third, to Yes, a time lapse, and we don't know if he know that she's pregnant at this point on the show, but yeah. now we know in real time that her she's lost her mom, she's gotten married, she's pregnant. So, of course, he's handling her a lot differently in real time on the show. than what we might see on the show. And it's about time because Ryan has given Charmaine continuous grace that she does not deserve. Because nope. I would only have Ryan for and uh Don. It would only be the three, those would be the only three OGs on the show. Mm-hmm. Charmaine couldn't have got shit from me. I would have yeah. been like, hey, if you keep her on this show, I'm I'm fine. I'm taking Nia Mag to a whole nother network. Because not yeah. VH1, not the only uh, the only network that has great tattoo shows. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because wasn't um, cause wasn't Danielle more of a quote unquote OG than Charmaine? No, they was on at the same time. Oh, yeah. they were okay. They've been on I thought at the same I thought time. Danielle brought Charmaine on. Uh, Danielle brought Charmaine uh into the shop, but in terms of all the OGs on the show, yeah, they all premiered at the same time. Oh, so, it was Cat that was an OG. Okay, my bad. Yeah, Cat is Cat was one of Ryan's longtime friends. It was Cat, Ryan, Four, Van, and Don. And then and Charmaine, Danielle and Charmaine came in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Danielle and Charmaine came in on the end, and Charmaine had moved up from Louisiana. And then, you know, that's how they got about. But um it's a it's time for ryan to start giving charmaine the true energy she deserves because he ain't never really cussed her the fuck out and he should i would have been would have been and we know me can't fight so it ain't like your nigga gonna beat me the fuck up (laughs) your nigga can't even he he won't even beat up the barber who keep fucking up his haircuts he won't even stand up to his mama that part Ooh, that ugly haitian bitch (laughs) she she look like a foot Anyways, that that's it for Black Ink. Uh, so we'll get back to Black Ink uh, after the first of the year. Mm-hmm. 
I don't have anything else. I do want to tell y'all, please get your tickets to the live show. Stop procrastinating. Don't wait. You know, a lot is, you know, riding on us, being able to build engagement and have people come see us. So if you fuck with us and you want to see us in person, meet us, have a drink with us, you know, see, catch our facial expressions when we be on bullshit, get your show to the live ticket. I mean, get your live ticket to the show. <laughs> yeah, get out, get your live, get your ticket to the live show. You're I mean, not going to be disappointed. Life, so, I mean, it works, man. You're not going to be works. disappointed. So do that. Buy some merch. Get Mystic Moments has a new shirt out that is actually really fucking fire. I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that now. Bree has a new shirt. Somebody's fine ass mama, and that could be customized to your liking. Um. You know, as all your other favorites have merch up, get your merch. Subscribe to the Patreon. Keep listening. You know, if you can't afford to spend no money, listens go a long way with us. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that we over here doing great things. We are black owned and operated. Ain't no middleman. We are doing all the hard and heavy lifting. So do that for us and you will not be disappointed. I promise. Yep. And leave us some five-star ratings and reviews. We read them on the show as you heard earlier. And that's it. That's it. Buy your tickets, niggas. Um, also, if you happen to listen to this before Wednesday, Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever it is that you celebrate. Enjoy that shit. Also, we are our own network. Mm. Thank you. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>